Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record Podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum, as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Under 3000 and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Questlove and Team Supreme dive into the life of Will Smith and the Fresh Prince. Listen to Questlove Supreme on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Happy weekend, y'all. It's Morgan here with the best bits of the week. And it may be a happy weekend, but we also have a special guest who has some very big news to share. And I'm just going to put it out there that it's not actually happy news for me. Very happy news for them. Not for me, though. So please welcome Hillary to hang out with me. Hi. (laughs) You have very big news to share. We're not sharing it yet. I was going to say, are we jumping in? (laughs) No, no, no. This is just the intro. We got to get them prepared for what's coming. Yes. Um, And we do have a lot to talk about before that happens. So I'm just prepping y'all. You may need some tissues, you know, just putting it out there. Bring them for for the last kind of statement that comes out at the end of this podcast. Yes. Um, But we do have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to get started. Be sure, y'all, if you don't want to listen to the bits, tell me that. Like, hit me up on social media if you're, like, just listening to this podcast for the behind the scenes. I like feedback, kind feedback, so I'm just going to preface that. Um, But, yeah, let's get started. 
This week, we heard about Amy in the party she had for adoptive and foster parents, well, moms to be exact, and there were bets placed on how much wine was going to be drank at the party, and we got an update from Amy, how everything went down, how much wine was drank, so lots happened with this story and, and one that y'all love to also place your own bets on. So here it is. Here is the full-blown update to make sure y'all don't miss a thing. Number seven. Okay, so Amy had a party at her house. And it was for what you said yesterday, 25 mothers who have adopted. Or foster. They foster. Or foster. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you become the house? Well, I volunteered because the fir- like once a month they get together. And I attended the meeting last month and had been a member of the group for a little bit, but finally able to start going to the meetings. And I just thought, well, I mean, I'm sure that it would be helpful to have hosts. So I volunteered. Okay. Where do people park? Because I've been to your house many times and there's not parking for 25. Yeah, we had to draw a little map of like, this is the street where you need to park. Oh, like, so go people here, just park all through the neighborhood. park and then walk. Yeah. yeah. So what time did the party start? Seven. What time did the first person get there? Oh, they warned me that moms tend to arrive early because they're excited to get out of the mm-hmm. house. Um, if they happen to be moms that t- or happen to be stay at home, some of them work as well. But 6.40. Oh, wow. Some, Maybe even 638 was the for, first doorbell. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Were you, and then it were was you ready for them flow at 638? That. Yeah. I mean, I was ready because, again, yeah. I was per- told by the leader, like, hey, this is what tends to happen. And, and that they can linger. Not that that's bad. I, I don't mind that. But also, I have kids, and it was difficult for my son to get to bed. And he left the house for a little while. That way, we could have, you know, open discussion of, like, without kids around feeling like, you know, we're talking about. Well, that was the the next two questions I had. One, (laughs) did you be like, here are my kids. They're going to say a little something. And then two, what time did the last person leave? Because, you know, I was like, you got to tell everybody they're out the door at nine before they even get there. Yeah, I think last person left. No, it was like 945. Was it just you and one other person? No. That's awkward when it's just one person. <laughs> no, the, la- the final two are women that I've gotten to know really well. And they've become like very special people to me because I think that in any, it's just speaking to any other adoptive or foster moms out there, at times it can feel very isolating. Uh, you can feel isolated. So I just, these are women that I've bonded with lately that I feel like it's a safe space to say anything. And so they were the final ones there. Did your kids do a little little song and dance? No. Again, my son was gone for most of it. My daughter did stay and she actually did participate and speak a little bit on her, about about her experience with adoption and what it was like, you know, having a sibling and just different challenges that are there. So yesterday the bet was over under... What did I say? 13 13 bottles bottles of wine. wine. Mm -hmm. So you had how many bottles before they showed up? I think I put out 10. Okay, just tell us this. Five red, five white. Did all 10 get used? No. (gasps) What? Wow. Shocking. Were they doing shots? (laughs) 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 They busted out the tequila. Tequila was a different story. Yeah, no, I checked (laughs) and there was three totally empty and about a fourth of a bottle left in a in another one. So basically four empty bottles. Big cleanup after they left? No, not at all. Uh, my daughter, while we were still talking, she, cause snacks were made, plates were made, and then we gathered in the living room and then I led, like, <laughs> I led a discussion and whatnot. And she, I noticed her in the kitchen kind of helping clean up and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. So thoughtful. Showing off, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Turns out, I go and check her backpack. She baggied up everything 
in individual Ziploc bags to take to her snack locker that she and sells sell things out of. food. Gosh, yeah. So good smart. for her. She's so... Yeah, I good like, for her. She was on it. She's like, whoa, look at all these extra snacks. Like, I think all she saw was dollar signs. She was like, are y'all done eating? <laughs> and then when everyone said <laughs> She's yes. She's taking their plates early, so the food... Um, so what yeah. was... In, in Let's paraphrase that a bit, but what was the, the overarching message... I decided to go with a theme of calm. Like that was my theme for the night of um, I read from a book that has been very helpful to me on staying calm. I read quotes about calmness. I read encouragement. I passed out little cards for them to keep like in their purse that will remind them that what they're doing is hard. I um, had a, a whiteboard where I had people share what they do to stay calm. And then I read them aloud and told everyone to get out their phones and take a picture of it in case you need to refer back to it when you're not calm. Because the most important thing we can do as parents is be the calmest person in the room at all times. For any parent. For any parent, whether you're biological or adopted. And sometimes that's very difficult and we all flip our lid at times. But like, especially with kids with trauma, like if the lid gets flipped, there's no rational thinking. And then we can, if we have any trauma or we're not able to stay control and our, you know, brains, our lids get flipped then no one's thinking rationally or logically and there's it just can lead to chaos. And I have been there and it's not a good place to be. And so I'm thankful now for a community and tips and tools and therapy that I have in my back pocket to that allow me to stay calm. And now I'm like, I get put in a situation and I'm like, dang, this is amazing. Like being able to stay cool as a cucumber is awesome. Well, when you've been through crap, you're not that scared of crap and you don't react as crazily to the crap like the first time you experience the crap. Yeah, I'm glad you said the word scared because a mm. lot of it is coming from a place of fear. The children are maybe coming from a place of fear and then you're scared too and then you're just, it's it all could link back to fear. When I was doing my, my keynote uh, in Vegas for the Remax convention, there's like 7,000 people out there. Part of what mine was, was, you know, a lot of folks, more than you know, I've been through some pretty traumatic stuff when when they were kids or young adults or even adults now. And the greatest thing about that is you've been through it and you're not so scared anymore because you know you've seen bad and you've still fought to, you know, to get to the other side. And once you've done that, you know that whatever comes at you, you've done it before. It's not going to be pleasant, but you're going to get through it again because you've already been through it once. And you can also take that knowledge and share it with somebody else who hasn't gone through it yet. Yes. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it was a very special night and there was, some moms at the end that just were, you know, very thankful. They were like, I, I was almost didn't come tonight, but I'm so glad I did. And I'm feeling so encouraged. And so that itself made the, the late bedtime and all of that worth it. Cause I mean, it's one night out of the month to, you know, my son to stay up a little bit later than usual, which is difficult. But then also so many of the women, Eddie, I know you were talking about how you were wanted to come, but like everyone was like, oh, I wish there was a group like this for my husband because he needs this. And like, there's no, and I'm I'm like, why don't the men gather once a month? Hey, beers with dads? I got a feeling it won't be as whiteboard and uh, (laughs) quote friendly. But like we're getting together to work on ourselves. Like we're making it happen. So like the dads should also want to be proactive and make it happen. We start with like, all right, we're all fostering adopted dads. Did y'all see the game last night? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the under, was under 13 bottles of wine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, owe, I owe Eddie a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> that, we, I went the over. I lost. No, I thought I went over. <laughs> you set the line and I said it would be oh, over. Oh, okay. Well, see, you could have taken my nickel and no, I wouldn't have known the difference. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. 
This week on the show, Bobby brought a story about his wife, Caitlin. They were in California, and she saw her number one celebrity she ever wants to see out in public. So the show shared theirs. But before we get into all of that, we got some things to talk about, Hill. Mm-hmm. I want to know, who's the number one celebrity you would love to see in public that you would almost just, like, die? I... So I had an answer for a long time, but I finally met that person, and it was Martina McBride. Um, but I would say Taylor Swift. Okay. okay. I would freak out. So Martina McBride, how did that mm-hmm. meeting go? She was that person forever for you. Yes. And you finally met her. It was in studio. I remember this. <laughs> yes. But how did that finally feel to meet that person? It was crazy. So for some reason, um, I wasn't up here. It was like later. It was like after the show, so it was later. I was at home. I had went home and washed my hair. Well, I get a call from somebody who knows I'm a major fan. Literally, my hair's wet. I'm like not ready. And they're like, Martine McBride's at the studio. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I've waited for this moment for my entire life. And you're calling me when I have soaking wet hair telling me Martine McBride is at the station right now. Like literally where I work at every single day. And so I quickly dried my hair. Um, I put a little makeup on. I like got as quickly dressed ready as I could. And I drove up here and she was across the hall from my office. And so I went into my little studio and um, somebody who works with us who like had set up the interview she was doing. I was like, I'm like literally her biggest fan. Like first album I ever bought was Martina McBride. First music video I remember seeing Martina McBride. First concert. Like I just love her. Like she's great. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I'm shaking right now. Like (laughs) you're sitting here shaking because she's in the other room. I may cry. And, um, so the door opens and she comes out and I just like go up to her and I'm like, I am a big fan. (laughs) I was like, I don't even remember what all I said. I don't even think I let her get a word in. I just like blurted it out. I was like, you are my first concert. You're the reason I'm even here in Nashville. You're the reason I work in country music. Like I just let her know everything. And she was so kind and she was like that is so sweet like you know thank you for telling me that and you know all of that but I remember I was like on the phone with my my mom was answering her phone so I called my sisters and I'm like I'm freaking out like on my drive up here it was a 10 minute drive and I'm like I'm freaking out right now I'm about to be Martina McBride I don't know what to do you need to calm me down but it was great I was calm so she was everything you had hoped she would be yes she was so kind and um I feel like I got to tell her everything I wanted to tell her. Um, there were some stuff I left out. <laughs> I was like, oh, she doesn't need to know that. Like when I was in fifth grade, I did a whole report on her and how to dress like her and everything. And, you know, there's some stuff I left out. But um, no, she was so great and she was just very kind. She really took the time to sit there and talk to me. Like she didn't have to do that. Um, she could have just said, hey, got a picture and left. But she could tell that. It really meant a lot to me to meet her. And she probably was so startled, like coming out of an interview and bam, there's a girl there. Like, you're like, I'm not missing my chance right now. Absolutely not. I was like, no, this is my, this is my opportunity. I just like, I took a deep breath beforehand. I was like, this is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for my entire life. And it's here. Yeah. And I will say something similar happened to me when it was my first day of work. I met Shania. That was the biggest moment of my life, though. I didn't really get the chance to freak out. I got a picture with her and you can see like a huge smile on my face. But like I I was also like first day on the job. I didn't want to lose my cool and like not get the job because I was freaking out over Shania Twain. Yeah. 
So I didn't. It was just more like, hi. Like, I take a picture and I smile. Then I'm like sitting there dying inside. And then I'm like, bye. And that was it. And it's still to this day is something I remember. I think she's come in one more time since then. Mm-hmm. And I still don't even think that time I like told her how much I love her. But she's probably seen me post all over social media about my love for her. So she's probably afraid of me. She <laughs> retweeted it, right? One of she your retweeted things. one of the – I did like the – a TikTok of the Shania Twain yes. songs, and she did retweet that, but I'm not sure if her team did or whatever. We're gonna go with she did it. I mean, I would need like to, know. to think that we don't need to know details. I'm yes. sure she saw it. But like every time we talk about stuff on the show, I'm like Shania Twain, everything yeah. Shania Twain, and I know she's seen that because she's getting tagged in it, or her team is, and they're probably like, "This girl <laughs> really, literally may need to take a step back." Major fan. <laughs> I know we we may be on lists on some of these artists. Well, but at lists. least like you were so calm and like you were just really happy to see I Martina. I, I bet she loved that. It was like a I don't really remember what happened type of situation. Like our actual conversation, I just remember her being very kind. But I don't remember. Like, I think I just kind of blacked out for a moment. That's fair, though. I yeah. mean, better to better to black out and say kind things than black out and you're like, I have no idea if I was mean or rude or whatever. Yeah. I was like, you know, I I, I talked. Don't know if it made sense, but I talked. <laughs> so now that you have met her, your other one's Taylor Swift, who you would mm-hmm. love to meet or just see, right? Like, if you saw her out yeah. in public, you would be like, oh, my gosh, that's her. I would freak out there. This is this is kind of funny. So we were at um, me and our friend Jody. Uh, we were at the mall and we were walking into Nordstrom and this elder like this older man, like he had to have been in his late 60s or like 70s. He was listening to Taylor Swift, like sitting in the chair. You know how like the husband sit in the chair waiting. Yes. And I was trying to get her attention. I'm like, Taylor Swift. Like whispering, like and pointing, and she was like, "What?" Like, and she started freaking out. You saw Taylor Swift. I saw Taylor Swift at Nordstrom at Green Hills, and I was like, "To be fair, though, not far off. I have seen a few celebrities there, and it is possible." If I saw Taylor Swift at Nordstrom, like, or just at the mall, that would be crazy. I don't think I'd. I would not want to bother her. You would just let her live. I would. I'd hi, like wave and. Big fan. What if and then you saw her out in public with her boyfriend, who they really don't get seen together often at all? Yeah. Would you then go up and be like, oh, my God, this is a huge mm-hmm. moment. I have to. I mean, I don't want to bother them. I'm just that type of person. I always feel like I'm a bother to everybody in general. Yeah. Um, also, separate subject. Need need to yes, work on that. That's, that's a whole nother thing that has to be Because you're not with. a bother. I know. I just, I feel that way. You know, personal things have happened. <laughs> We're talking about in therapy. Um, no, I don't know. I just, I, I want to let her know. And I feel like she is the type of person who wants to be let known that, you know, you appreciate their work and stuff. Honestly, my dream, um, I go to Centennial Park a yes. lot, Parthenon and all of that. And she mentions that in her, one of her songs and how she used to sit there in, in Centennial Park. And I'm like, I think that's where I'm going to meet Taylor Swift. She's just going to be sitting in Centennial Park. That's possible. I could totally picture her sitting in the park, like either having a picnic or sitting there with her guitar trying to write a song. But that plate, that park is so populated now. I don't know that she'll go because maybe not too many tourists go. It's close enough to the city. It's a cool outdoor activity. You get to see a replica of the how do you how do you say it? I'm not even going to Parthenon. Yeah, Parthenon. Can you try that Parthenon. I, I say Parthenon sometimes. Like trust me, words. Parthenon. Parthenon. I can say it that go. you said it. Gotcha. But okay. I wasn't going to be the first one to say I it. I mean, that's okay. I got you. <laughs> um, 
But I, I think now it's just become too populated. I don't know if she'll maybe. ever end up going there. Unless, yeah. uh, and, and maybe she goes at night and she sits in the actual Parthenon on the inside that of it. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Now that I know that that's a place that she has gone to, I'm like, well, maybe. So She'll do you ever back. try and go there and try to channel your inner Taylor Swift? Oh, I go and that's all I listen to is walk around and listen to Taylor Swift. And I listen to that song because it's just cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, she was here. She probably like had these thoughts and these ideas while she was sitting here. Like what songs did she write while she was sitting here? These are the things that go through my head. Very fair though. I mean, she's incredibly talented and a mega superstar. So yes. that all adds up. I think there would be a lot of people that would be on that same page yeah. for you. And I'm not a creepy like fan. I'm just a fan. Like I, I just You're not appreciate. A stan. I don't know. I appreciate her work. I think you might be a stan, which is well, yes, but I'm not teeter. a stalker. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to clarify. I'm not a creepy stalker. No, I'm just a really big fan, and I just appreciate what she has done for me. I would call you a stan of Taylor Swift. You have Taylor Swift parties. I think you are yeah. past the point oh, of being sure. just a regular fan. I was also hoping somehow she would have gotten an invitation to um, the parties I had because mm. I created like really cute like. Taylor themed invitations. Did you send her an invitation? Um, no, but I did post it. I blurred out my address um, on my Instagram, and I know um, I have somebody who follows me who does know her, and so mm. I was hoping they would have been like, "Ooh, this is fun. Let me share it with her." And I thought when she was doing all her re-releases, I could totally see her doing this if she was in Nashville, going around and stopping at all these parties that people were having for her album release. Can you imagine if she knocked on my door? Oh my gosh, that would be insane. And I opened it, like holding my dog with this blonde wig on, like, oh my gosh. A story for the Lifetime books. Yes. But I, again, I, I think just because she's too mega of a superstar, I don't know that she can do the things that she used to do. I would love it though. Because I've I told her. you about my Taylor Swift story, I think, that I've met her. I believe we have talked about this. I, I think we have. Just a, a short recap as I met her in Wichita, Kansas, actually, at um, a melodrama spot, which was before she, right before she took off in mm-hmm. the country world. And so there was maybe 100 people there um, seeing what we all thought was a new artist. We got free tickets through the radio station. Love it. Um, and my sister and I were both dressed up. We loved her at the time because she was out enough that people knew her, mm-hmm. but she was a new artist, right? She was yes. not somebody everybody knew yet. And so we loved her and we went, my parents took us and all four of us got to meet her. She did a meet and greet with everybody that was there because Aww. it was, you know, not a big amount of people. She complimented our dresses and our boots and she was like you guys are so cute we took a picture we smiled and that was that you're so lucky and she was very kind but this was with I mean literally like curly haired Tim McGraw Taylor yes. Swift oh I love mm-hmm. it because I mean any concert I went to I was wearing a sundress and cowboy boots mm-hmm. because of her yep we all were anytime you went to a concert that's all you saw she did definitely inspire that look if it yes. wasn't already a thing she definitely was a big inspiration behind more people wearing it she was mm-hmm. I, this is so funny we're having this conversation because i was just talking to somebody about this the other day i met a fellow swifty and i was talking about because we were talking about when we became fans and i was like oh i've been here since the tim mcgraw days like <laughs> i literally would take a not a permanent marker but I would take a marker a black one and I would draw a heart on my foot because that's how she has it like if you go get the Tim or the um Taylor Swift album the first album and you look at this the CD the actual CD you see her feet and she has a heart that she drew Hmm. in a black marker and so I had to do that see here's the thing you are absolutely a stan there is no absolutely 
I don't know that I even, even though my love for Shania Twain is strong, I don't know that I'm a stan. Because I've never, I mean, back when I was a kid, I probably recreated some of the songs and stuff. But in my adult life, I have not. And you have with Taylor. What exactly would you mean a stan? Like you're just, just you a major know everything fan. about her. You, oh, yeah. you know her life. You know. Um, in a non-creepy way. I just feel like I really have to clarify that. Because I'm not somebody well, where, I, I don't need to be put on a Taylor Swift watch list. <laughs> and yeah, I do I'm, think I promise you have, I'm good. You do have stands that cross that line, but no, that's Absolutely. not you. There, but there are stands that are just massive fans of people, and they are their biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. And definitely you oh, on that me. spectrum. Yes, it's me. I I don't have that love for I like I love a lot of artists and a lot of celebrities, but I do not have that kind of love. I think it's cool though because it's something you're passionate about. And I have friends who are like that, mm-hmm. and so. Like, again, our friend Jody, we were just talking about, we'll just drive around Nashville and listen to Taylor Swift and sing at the top of our lungs. Like, we just, it, I don't know. It brings it's your me love language. Taylor together. Swift is your love language. I'm going to add that to my love language list. Mm-hmm. You, you better make sure whoever you meet loves Taylor Swift, at least enough yes. to let you keep loving mm-hmm. them in this way. This is a big deal. Because if I meet somebody who tells me that they can't stand her, don't like her, that's definitely not going to work for me. Very true. Um, it's not, it's just not going to happen. I'm with you. And I do want to talk about dating. I will say like, listen, if there's two people I would like to see out and about, it's Ryan Reynolds and Reese Witherspoon. That's all I got. Yes. This is the only two. Reese. We have a, we have a Ryan interview coming up on the show that's mm-hmm. happening. And I'm just going to say even him sitting on the computer, I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. Yeah. I love him. I think he's an incredible actor. He's so funny. Yes. So them too. But those would be mine. I I might go up to them. I might not. I think it depends probably how much alcohol I may have Well, consumed. and it depends on the situation. <laughs> yes. If they're not eating, if they're not with kids, which both of them do have kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Reese Witherspoon is more likely. She is in Nashville often, and I think she has a house here. Yes, she does. Ryan Reynolds, I don't think is very likely unless I go out to California. I mean, too bad we couldn't have gone to the ACMs because Blake Lively is nominated. Don't know if she would be there. Doubt it. But... That would be cool. True. Oh, and it's in Las Vegas, so it is possible with it being as yeah, close to California as Exactly. It is. She could have made an appearance. And if she goes, I'm going to be so sad. And Ryan Reynolds goes, I'm going to be so sad. I know. I would be like, ooh, man. Oh. Um, but yes, I yeah, yeah those, would, those would be mine. Still, again, not on your Taylor Swift level. Mm-mm. But I do, let's talk about dating. We're talking about, you know, a guy has to make sure he loves Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dating updates in this moment? <laughs> I love we ask this every time. I have to. Everybody asks me. No. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. No, and it's fine. Like, you know, there's, there's literally no update. Absolutely no update. I don't even know at this point what to do. I've done the dating apps. I'm, I'm not going to church to meet people. So when I say I'm going to church, I don't mean it in that way. But I'm just saying it's somewhere where I go where there are men who are single and I have not met any of them. Okay. Well, I have met them, but they're just, it's not going to happen. Um, but no, still single. Okay. And it's still looking. I am definitely very much looking. Okay. I, um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we, there, there's two <laughs> topics of dating, too, that you sent me that I will, I want to talk about because this, this will be fun. Yeah. You were telling me about a new dating trend, Dawn dating. Yes. Like D-A-W-N, Dawn dating. I would love this. Okay, yeah, uh, it's it. Give me the breakdown of what it is. So I believe it's just doing like breakfast, like you know, like morning time dates. Okay, not like dinner dates, but morning time dates. I'm fine with that. 
I love a good brunch. Even for a first date. Yeah. See, I love going on breakfast dates with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite. Like going to breakfast, having a good time. I don't know that I would like it as a first or even like the first few dates. Well, I think of it this way. I wake up, get it over with, because if it went bad, I'm like, great, got the rest of my day. But just say things like went well. We had the rest of the day to still like, you know, maybe go do something else. But see, like my thing was like the first day and I always need like I, to, to break off the nerves. I, I don't drink often on dates, mostly so I can make sure I'm very aware of everything that's happening. Right. But I always like having one drink because it shakes off the nerves and you can kind of loosen up and see somebody's like more genuine side than their very tense, very protected side. Right. Mm-hmm. And besides brunch on a Saturday or Sunday, which this is leading to that point, you know, brunch is like the only time you're <laughs> it's socially acceptable to have an alcoholic beverage. I can't go to breakfast at Pancake Pantry and say, I would like a Coors Light right now. I mean, you could. Yeah, but it doesn't. Mimosa or something. Yeah. But on a weekday, it's still like still questionable, yeah. right? So, and I also don't like having dates on Saturdays or Sundays because really? it wastes my time. Here's my thing. If I'm going to go out with a guy on a weekend and it's not going to work out, I don't know if it will or won't. But, like, my Saturdays and Sundays are reserved for my friends all day, every day, Mm -hmm. until I meet somebody and that shifts a little bit, right? Yeah. So I make sure my dates always happen in the evenings on the weekdays because my time is more valuable with my friends on the weekends because I don't see my friends often during the weekdays. I can see that. I feel like the only time I probably – I agree. I would agree to, like, a weekend date would be – just say y'all were out of town or y'all were already doing something and I was available type thing. But if we were all planning something, I would never choose a date yes. over my friends. Absolutely but it's hard not. because dates you're typically planning, especially the first few. It's like you kind of are planning in advance. That's probably the one time we ever see men really plan. And even then, it's typically not them, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like normally you're kind of planning it. So like. I love the idea behind this, but I can't do it on weekdays mm-hmm. because I'm working. I would hope they're also working in some capacity I mean, as I well. I would really hope so. So, like, I love it in the more serious dating than the casual dating. Yeah. Mostly because I have other rules in place with that. I see that. I just think, like, breakfast is possibly the most casual meal of the day. Yes, And true. I'm pretty casual. And I feel like for, like, a first date, I'm... I would like to be pretty casual. So it works for me. Yeah, I get that. I like that we both have different views on that, though, because that's why I wanted to bring it up. I just love a good, like, chicken biscuit or something (laughs) and an iced coffee. And True. If you just take Hillary to Chick-fil-A, she'll be very happy. I'm so happy. It'd be the best first day ever. The one thing they don't have are uh, cheese grits. That would be phenomenal. It'd be perfect. You never know. I could see Chick-fil-A adding that. They're very Southern. Maybe I should submit that. Idea. I think they would appreciate that. I mean, they did add mac and cheese, so. They have the cheese. They just need the grits. Have you ever had exactly. cheese grits? I don't like them. <laughs> Do you not like grits or just don't like cheese grits? I don't like grits, period. I think they the, the texture of them is very gross. Like, I, I'd rather eat mashed potatoes. And I They're do think it's one. completely different things. Yeah, but I think it's one or the other because most of the time people will get mashed potatoes or they'll get grits. Where and when? Like Cracker Barrel. You tend to get one or the other. I mean, I or like dinner or like Thanksgiving, you'll have one or the other if you're a Southern family. You don't typically I mean, yeah. have both. I just don't. I, I, I picture more of grits as like a breakfast food and I don't really see mashed potatoes as a breakfast food. 
Oh, yeah. No, I've seen them served all, like all the time. Like homestyle potatoes, but that's not a mashed potato. No, I love homestyle potatoes. Me too. I do not. I don't know why. I've tried grits several times and I cannot <laughs> get behind them. Did not know that we've never had this conversation before. kind of, have you ever had couscous, which is like cauliflower, like basically all, yes. I don't know, grained up or something? Yeah. Um, do you not too like fancy that? for me. No, I don't like it. I, it's fine. Yeah. And if I'm in a situation where it's the only vegetarian meal, I will eat it. Okay. I don't choose to. And I feel like couscous is on the same level as grits. Do you like quinoa? Not really. I don't like like a grain, tiny like a small, textured like things. things. Okay. It makes me feel weird. Okay. But I do like uh, bubble tea, and those are little bubbles. I've never had that. Something about that weirds me out. I, it's so good. It tastes like a freaking milkshake. Hmm, okay. Maybe I know. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't like grits. Didn't know this about If I'm going to eat something in that texture vein, I'm going to eat mashed potatoes, even for breakfast. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But you know what? I support you trying to get Chick-fil-A to bring grits to the table. Yeah, that's going to be – I want to be – I want to have a picture on the wall of me at Chick-fil-A. Have you seen those pictures? You don't ever go to Chick-fil-A. They have, like, these um, photos of, like, customers on the wall. I really want one of those. They're professionally done photos, though. Um, and then cheese grits. Those are my two things for Chick-fil-A. Those are your two my things. requests. You've heard it here. Cheese grits and a photo on the wall. If that happens. Yes. It came from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And they need to bring back, um, they now only have one size of milkshakes. And a lot of people are complaining about that. Mm. So, okay. If Fair. anybody from Chick-fil-A is listening to those two first things, there's my third thing. That's your third thing. Yes. Any more that we need to put out on the floor? Um, I think I'm good. Okay. Just making sure before we go into this last one before the before the little segment here runs. Okay, you also sent me this story, which I think we should totally talk about. Mm. Um, the story about the groom who invited his fiance's bullies to their wedding and doesn't see an issue with it because it happened so long ago. That bothers me. Ditto. Really bothers me because there are things that happened to me in middle school, high school that really affected me. And really kind of have stuck with me. And there are certain people who caused that that I really don't want at a very personal like event of mine, like my wedding. I really don't want to mm-hmm. see them, honestly. Like ever. Like ever. <laughs> but I don't want them at my wedding because whenever I see these people or hear their name or anything, I automatically first thing I think of is what they did to me. Yeah. I don't want that at my wedding. I don't. No, it's it's supposed to be both of y'all's special day. I yes. don't like the lack of respect in this. And may and I, I say that with pure honesty because all we know is whatever was written in, right? Exactly. Maybe there could be more to the story. Maybe one of the bullies was like the fiance's sister. I don't know. Yeah, true. Which at that point, there's more stuff going there's on. There's a lot. Um, but I feel like if this is just the blatant story right here that we're hearing, there's a lack of respect from this fiance. Mm-hmm. To do that, knowing that that's who that is, right? Because wouldn't you want your wife to be as happy as she can possibly be? Right. Just as she would want the same for you on that day. Instead of inviting somebody who you really probably don't care that's there. And you're probably right. not even going to talk to. She's not going to talk to him. Right. So, like, same. You and I have very similar situations mm-hmm. from high school. I would be furious if this were to happen. I'd be really upset about it. But it would also make me question if I'm marrying the right person. Yeah, for them to not take the chance to to listen to me Mm -hmm. or, yeah. I don't, I just, I don't love it. I just It makes me feel as the kids say, chuggy, chuggy, chuggy. What is that? It's an ick. Or you get an ick. What? Chuggy is, here, let me give you the 
legit definition. It chugi, and I say that because C H E U G Y is used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. Or like is that us? No. <laughs> Are we out of date or trying too hard? Like it's and it's also like kind of used in a way like you're being too chuggy. I feel like the groom is in this situation by like trying just to be nice to everyone. Like he's trying too hard. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Maybe he's like thinking, Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but you're forgetting about your wife's feelings. Yes. Your future wife's feelings. Yeah, I don't I wasn't a fan of that. I wouldn't like that at all. We should discuss who comes and Yeah. I and mean, like also I don't know if he even asked her before he invited them. Like, did he invite them without even consulting? I, would, I wouldn't be happy about that either. Because and it's not because I'm trying to be like picky or selective about, you know, the guest list or anything. But I think that's something you kind of do together. Like you kind of review it together. So it's not like I'm like asking, oh, give me your guest list because I want to make sure like I like everybody. It's just something you do together, I thought. Well, and and further than that, like you guys are paying for this wedding or her her parents are or if you're doing it traditionally. And you're asking her, hey, pay for the food of the people who made your life a living blank for how many years? Exactly. Like that's literally say like in yes, there comes he's he's saying like at this point she should be over it. But like I don't think people realize that when you go through something traumatic and bullying tends to be, especially when it happens younger and in high school or middle school, it's very traumatic and that it sticks with you the rest of your life. As much as I like I am grown up, there is no like ill will towards these people right. who did that in my life. But I want nothing to do with them. Like, exactly. They ruined part of things that happened for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't look back at those memories without thinking of that. So regardless if I am as grown and healthy as possibly can be, like, this is still going to impact that fiance. Yeah. For and Especially if she has to now look at her wedding and see them. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's very icky. All that. Ick. The ick. That's, ick. Another, that's another trendy word. The ick. It gives the ick. Learning all the trends. I know. There's all the, the things. But yeah, those were those were good topics. Those were fun I thought ones. so. I felt like I thought we were going to have uh, similar feelings on it, but the first one we did not. So, mm-hmm. and I learned you don't like cheese grits. So <laughs> that's what we I've got. Ruined the, our friendship. That's in what we one segment from the first uh, segment. Yes, but the second one we were on, we were we were pretty good with. Yes, for sure. Okay, y'all, you guys can can hear right now um, the celebrity that everybody hopes to one day see in public. Their number one celebrity. Number six. So a few days ago, Caitlin and I were in California. We went to watch a softball tournament. Our our brother-in-law coaches at Utah, and his mom is the head coach at Oklahoma. And so we went to watch them play. I guess that's what you do now when you have family. You go and you support family. And so we go and we're staying at this this hotel in, in Palm Springs, about to go to the softball game. And Caitlin and I are walking up to have breakfast. And it's just this little outdoor restaurant, nothing super fancy or anything. And she grabs my arm and goes, oh, my goodness. I'm like, what, what, what? She goes, look. And sitting at the table is Larry David, who (laughs) Larry David is like her number one, most famous, the person she loves the most. Uh, He created Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. And we watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm every day now. And so he's that guy, old guy, balding on top. His hair is kind of crazy around the edges. Uh, real tall and skinny, but he's sitting there with his wife, and she's like, that's Larry David. I'm like, no way. And I be dang, it was Larry David, his wife, and their dog. But they're so rich, 
that at one point they ordered sausage from the restaurant and they just chopped it up and put it on a plate for the dog to eat. Like oh. multiple pieces of sausage. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. That's how you know you got money. When you can order off the menu for your dog. And so, you know, we were sitting so close, I could hear him talk. And so he was talking to his wife and, you know, in the show, he's always, you know, negative and uh, a bit quirky. And, he, and he's going, okay, we just wanted to park. And there was a car in front of us. And it was electric, and it was plugged in charging, and we needed to get by it. But they said they couldn't because the car was charging. Just unplug the car and move it, and we'll go by, and then replug in the car. And he was like on a little tangent, and I felt like I was getting my very own private Larry David show. It was really a – and for me, I thought it was cool, but Caitlin loved him, and she was just trying – I mean, we were facing him, and we were trying so hard not to be those people that are staring or taking pictures. And credit to us – well, mostly me because she has. She's not gonna take a picture of anybody like that. I didn't take a picture. I did not take a creeper picture, and they went along their merry way. We never bothered them. They had a nice breakfast, and we have a cool story to tell about it. I feel pretty good. And the question though was, and she asked me, "Who is your number one person if you were to see out that you would freak out?" Because to her, it's Larry David, and we happen to stumble right upon him. Of everybody, hers is Larry David. So mine would be David Letterman. If I were to go into a restaurant and I were seated at a table and I look over and I see David Letterman, I would be in shock and I probably wouldn't be able to keep my composure or it'd be really difficult not to say hello. I don't think I would, but that would be difficult for me. So mine's David Letterman. Amy, yours? Julia Roberts. I mean, I have a long list, but that's pro- <laughs> that would probably be very difficult for me. Like there's just like years I've watched her as mm-hmm. a little girl. So like to see her out. And she's someone I've never seen before, so I would definitely try to watch her without her knowing, but I probably wouldn't say anything, especially if she's eating. Yeah. Amy's number one's Julia Roberts. Mine's David Letterman. Eddie, what's yours? Eddie Vedder, lead singer of Pearl Jam. I mean, come on. This is my whole childhood growing up listening to Pearl Jam. But, Bones, I think I would just stare at him and not have the guts to go talk to him at all. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go talk to David Letterman. I would Maybe if he were walking out, I would say, hey, I'm a huge fan. Like as he's moving out so he doesn't have to stop. You know, yeah. once I saw David Spade sitting at a restaurant. I think David Spade's super funny. And I don't want to bother him. And he wasn't eating. He was just sitting there ready for his food. And I walked by him to go to the bathroom. Didn't say anything. So then when I walked back, I didn't stop. And in stride, I said, hey, huge fan. Hope you have a good dinner. And he goes, hey, thanks, man. Boom. And then he wrote about me on his Instagram. He said, hey, there was the fan that came up to me and did the coolest thing. Just said hi and kept walking. He did? And I was like, yeah, that's that me. part of Just playing it cool. No. He did that? On his Instagram story. And it was you? Yes. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> serious? I've told you guys that. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Somehow that didn't, didn't stick. I think you were serious, <laughs> I guess. It didn't stick. I thought yeah, you were no, like, he did. Oh, coincidence. Wow. Well, Amy did freak out when she saw Reese Witherspoon, and I was with her, and it was embarrassing a little bit. because <gasps> It was Amy... not embarrassing. Okay, explain what happened. Okay, first of all, she wasn't eating. And second of all, it was at an industry type event. So I feel like the vibe is different and people are there because of work and being honored for your work. And while she's not a country music singer and is an award show, I still saw her backstage and she's there. Like she's, it was just, hey, I feel like saying hi to her in that moment quickly was totally appropriate and not embarrassing. And I. And what did you say? I think I said something like, I'm a big fan. What did I say? Well, you kind of creepily walked up to her. And you know how if something's hot and you, you try to touch it and you're like, oh, I don't know if oh, I should Oh, did I not. say, That's can the, I that, touch you? That that, yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. 
what? Yeah, and you touched her shoulder. Oh, that's weird. yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I've locked that part out. You know? it was, yes. Uh, Lunchbox, who's yours? Oh, it used to be Johnny Bananas, but I saw him, so now it has to be Chelsea Halska from Teen Mom 2. If I saw her in public, I would just, I would lose it. I feel like I would, that's possible. I think you could probably just <laughs> call her. <laughs> yeah, just go to her. Look up her number online. <laughs> <sighs> and she's a Teen Mom, and she's that's right, the, yeah, the number one. Yeah, number one. She's Teen Mom 2, and she's off that show. Now she has a uh, re- decorating show on HGTV or one of those channels, and I mean, she's big time, guys. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Per a listener request, we brought back a draft of things from the 2000s. I'm a little disappointed, y'all. I did not win this one. I'm pretty sure Lunchbox won it. You can go see at bobbybones.com. If you like place a vote, you'll see who won. Um, and I'm, I'm disappointed because I had strong ones. I had Polly Pocket, Harry Potter, and Britney Spears, which are three things that were very involved in my life in the 2000s. Um, but, you know, that's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I do hope you guys enjoy this draft, though. Here it is. Number five. All right, another Bobby Bone Show draft. Let's roll the dice for the first pick. Here we go. The number is zero. Ray, you have the overall first pick. Yeah! All right, so we'll each draft three things. The team with the most votes wins. Let's draft. Ray, the category is things from the 2000s. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I used it all the time when I was in high school. Give me LimeWire. Interesting. Interesting, because I'm going to go Napster. That was the first. That was the... uh, Napster was so much bigger. Yeah, LimeWire was only created after Napster was shut down, and it was... Well, I had it too, but it stunk, and you would get in trouble. (laughs) You got a bunch of viruses. Okay, so Ray goes LimeWire. I go Napster. That's like... If we said, hey, what's a good cereal with honey? And Ray goes, mm, honey bones, the, the, <laughs> the secondary cereal that's like honeycombs. And I go, but I'm going to pick honeycombs. Unreal. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I've, I've Did you think, Ray? Well, I mean, we both picked the same thing out of all things in the 90s. That's pretty crazy that both our minds thought that. Crazy. Um, Amy, your pick. iPhone. Dang it. That was from the 90s? Or from yeah. the 2000s? Yeah. Yes. That's good, Amy. Oh, my gosh. Well, Amy that. won. Yeah, I was is. hoping that was sliding through. <laughs> that's a good one. Ray triggered me with LimeWire. <laughs> he baited you. He did. Lunchbox. Facebook. Good. Morgan. I'm going with Polly Pockets. I grew up playing with those. No idea what it is, but. Me either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now we go backward. Morgan, since you went last in the first round, you get to go first in the second round. Yeah, and you know I'm a huge nerd, and I have to choose these. I'm doing the Harry Potter movies. Wow, this this category is so wide open. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Lunchbox. Guys, this was the biggest show in the world. This is American Idol. Oh, oh true. Still on now though. So but I it, think. but it was that's when it was at its peak. Simon. With Kelly Clarkson, Simon, Paula, Randy. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OG. Amy. Uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. I'm gonna go. Blockbuster video. Ooh. 
When did that start? Who knows, Amy? I just wrote it down and I like it. And I'm committed to it. <laughs> I feel like we had blood hey, Amy, in the 90s. I'm, oh, yeah, we did in the 90s. Yeah, we probably died in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, but I'm oh, committed to it. Yeah. So we're celebrating its death. Okay. We're, we're ce- Actually, the one that <laughs> the was The legacy of Blockbuster. <laughs> okay. Ray? It came in so hot and it was so popular and I wore it. It was Affliction. <laughs> oh, boy. She has a lime wire and a flick. He's out next week. <laughs> Eddie, are you playing? No, 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 I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That was good. <laughs> and why aren't you playing Eddie? Because I was bad last time. Yeah. Okay, so, Raymundo, what, so far, what is on yours? Lime wire and affliction. Okay, you have the first pick in the third round. What are you going to add to that? Going music again, burning CDs. That was definitely a oh, thing. Oh, it was such a thing. You buy blank CDs, and you download them from Napster. <laughs> you download your music illegally, <laughs> and then you burn it. CDs illegally. Make uh, We were so rebels. Awesome mix. Okay. I have Blockbuster, and I have Napster. I feel like you have to go with your favorite thing that you use. It's like one of your favorite things. I know. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I know what I'm thinking. Okay. And I don't want to share what I'm battling between because you guys might take it. But I'm going to go... His favorite it's, oh, I got it's it. It's like Amy. your thing. I'm going to go with The Office. Okay. Well, that works, too. The TV show The Office. Yeah. I don't know what you're referring to. Rascal Flatts? Twitter. Oh. Oh. Oh, Twitter's still so current, I don't really... Okay, true. Yeah. Just when it started. Yeah, I get it. 2006, I think. All right. I like the death of things like Blockbuster. <laughs> Amy? Okay, well, I'm going to go with... Early, early 2000s, I think it was, when the Bobby Bones Morning Show started. Okay. That's right. I mean, I know it's still a thing now, but... <laughs> so you're just going to put the Bobby Bones Show? That's when it started, yes. Well, I'm hoping this one isn't about the death of <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. Yeah. Okay. Lunchbox? Man, well, this person got their start in the 2000s. Biggest thing on this planet. Give me Taylor Swift. Wow, that's oh, good. Wow. She's almost as good then, as the iPhone. She wasn't as big then as hey, now. But, hey, her and Tim McGraw, that's how we got how they got started. That's her song. and Tim McGraw? No, no her song. song. Tim okay. McGraw. She sang about him. Yes, that was what her song. Between them? That's when boom. Morgan, that's who Taylor Swift is. I have so many on my list me that too. we didn't choose. And I'm like stuck because they're all good. Because right. you, you want to go frosted tips, right? Me too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, I mean, like Cartoon Network, Scholastic Book Fairs, AOL Instant Messenger. There's so many. There was Crocs and Uggs at this but, time. Like, just let, her, let her go. Let her go. Amy. Okay. Listen, I you had different remember, 2000s than you guys belt. did. She's got, yeah, she got the belt. She's younger than well, us. Well, I thought like the it would have to have started in that year. The These all just like no, it can just exist. Okay, like I when they were big in that in that time period. No. Oh man, you know what? I love her, and she was she blew up during this time. I'm going Britney Spears. Okay, there you have it. I did have Justin and Britney together as one of mine. Ooh, yes. that's good. That was '98 through 2002, so it kind of, but still, they were there for a couple years. Okay, let me read the lists here. Ray has LimeWire, Affliction, and Burning CDs. Yeah! I mean, <laughs> nothing says Raymundo more than the category of things he just picked. I have Napster, Blockbuster, and The Office. Amy has iPhone, Breaking, Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad, and The Bobby Bone Show. Lunchbox has Facebook, American Idol, and Taylor Swift. 
And Morgan has Polly Pocket, Harry Potter movies, and... Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Okay, don't vote for the first round pick, because it's easy, because whoever gets the first pick overall, except this time, is going to have the best pick. <laughs> vote for the whole team. Look at second round, third round. It's up at bobbybones.com. Things that I had listed that I didn't pick. TRL, which was massive back in the day. Circuit City. Doesn't exist anymore. Nope. But it was pretty cool back then. Razors or Blackberries. Like the phones. Oh, yeah. Those were cool. Oh, I remember when my work before I had this job gave me a Blackberry, and I thought I was the coolest person. Work gave you a Blackberry? Yeah. When you were selling granite? Yeah. Sales. I need to check my emails. <laughs> I thought it was like, type so cool. Uh, Punked, the TV show. Um, Puka Shell Necklaces, which I thought Ray oh. was in the, the running to really pick that. Uggs. Had that. The Mall. I mean, yeah. I think The Mall's making a comeback, though, if I'm being honest. I haven't been in a while. I don't know. I like to go have me an Orange Julius, hang out. <laughs> you do? Nah. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Y'all have been loving this game, and this week was the championship round, which means there's not any more rounds coming up, at least for the next few weeks. Elder versus Millennial Championship went down. Your girl took the crown. I'm just going to – you've probably seen it on social media. You might have heard it. So it, this is just like a recap, okay? I'm not spoiling anything, but your girl has a crown. Maybe a losing crown. Maybe a winning crown. I mean, I don't know. But I have a crown from this championship game. Hear it right now. It's Eddie, the elder versus me, the millennial. Number four. It's the championship round of elder versus millennial. You guys will get easy trivia questions about each other's generation. Okay, Eddie, you are? 42 years old. 42. Morgan, you are? 28 years old. Okay. Let's get to the questions, and then we'll do the intros. Uh, Up first, Eddie. These are the three questions for you. Morgan should know the answers. Question number one. What do fans of Lady Gaga call themselves? Ooh. Poker facers? Lady Gagas? Gaganators. Gaganators. Is that your answer? Gaganators? Wow, that's incorrect. No. Wow, we're really bad, yeah. Actually, a terrible answer. Uh, Morgan, any guess there? Ah, I should know. I've seen this so many times. Uh, the uh, monsters. Monsters? Hold on. It's there. Hold on. It's there. Three seconds. Uh, Time. Monsters. I don't remember. That's the terrible. little monsters. Oh, really? So does that count? No. And it has to I be need little, little monsters. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's introduce Eddie. Here we go. Up first, he's a dad of four. The Hispanic who don't panic. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. It's producer Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Eminem. There okay. you go. Eddie, question number two. What two celebrities were in movies like New York Minute and Passport to Paris? What? This is for the championship. What two celebrities were in the movies New York Minute and Passport to Paris? Two celebrities. Jennifer Lawrence and Batman, Richard Pattinson. I, there's just a lot wrong with that, huh? Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's first. That's wrong. No. Uh-uh. And then Richard Pattinson says <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah. Wrong. yeah. Uh, incorrect. Morgan, do you know what two celebrities were in New York Minute and Passport to Paris? I do believe that's Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. That is correct. Oh wow! I didn't watch those. All right, Eddie. Your final question that Morgan should know based on her generation: Who wrote the movie Mean Girls? Mm. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards. Is it Rebel Wilson? She's in it, right? No, Mean Girls. Is that Mean Girls? I'm thinking of White Girls. <laughs> now I'm going like the Wayne brothers. White, white chicks. <laughs> white chicks. <laughs> um, let's go. I, I feel like it's Rebel Wilson or um, Melissa McCarthy. Man, I could be way off on all these. Your answer is? Rebel Wilson. That is incorrect. Dang. Morgan, do you know who wrote the movie Mean Girls? I feel like it's two people. I know it's one of them. It's either Tina Fey or Amy Poehler, but I, hmm. Tina, they, and they were they were both in it. Mm. Amy Poehler. It's Tina Fey. Oh, that's crazy. That's the worst. So Eddie zero, Morgan one because okay. she stole one question okay. of the three. Wow, not good on either one of his part. It's all right. No. Yeah. Okay, Morgan, you're gonna get questions that Eddie will know the answer to, being aged 42. Okay. Okay. Liam and Noel are the first names of the brothers from what band? Here is a clip of their song, Champagne Supernova. Can you name that band? Gosh, I mean, come on. Liam and Noel, and it's a band... It doesn't sound like rock. That sounds a little more in the middle alternative, maybe. Need an answer, Morgan. Uh, ACDC. Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie? Man, that is the rock band Oasis. That is correct. Eddie on the board. <sighs> Let's, Let's go. introduce Eddie's opponent. She runs all of our digital, all of our social media, the website. She has the eye of the tiger, the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of her rival, Eddie. And the last known survivor, it's Morgan number two, everybody. Okay, Morgan. Question number two. Los Del Rio released a song that popularized what famous dance in the 90s? The dance and the song have the same name. I don't know that this is the right group that's saying that, but it's the only dance that I'm aware of that was also the same name as the song, which would be the Macarena. Is that your answer? Yes. She says Macarena. The answer is the Macarena. Woo! Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Morgan, this is for the win. Yeah, I need it. I need it. What is the name of Phoebe Buffay's twin in Friends? Oh my gosh. Phoebe Buffay's twin. I've watched this so many times. I have a, I I feel like it's very similar to Phoebe. Alicia. No, that's not right. That is not there. 
Phyllis. Phyllis. Wow, Phyllis is incorrect. Dang. I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> Eddie, you need this in order to tie or Morgan wins the championship. Really? Yeah, because Morgan has two and you only have one. So, Phoebe Buffay has a twin sister. Yes. She's, like, so different than Phoebe. What is the name... Phoebe and... Of her twin sister. It's not like... It's not like Phoebe. It doesn't start with a P, I don't think. Phoebe and... <laughs> oh! I don't know this! Wow. I don't know. Stacy. <laughs> No, the answer is Ursula. Oh. Ursula! And Morgan is the champion. Oh. Nice yes. job, Morgan. Wow. She had over 10 weeks of this game. Almost three months. Really? It's been wow, that wow, long? Wow. It's been that long. Morgan gets We Are the Champions. Wow. Morgan, what would you like to say? You know, I would just like to say that, Eddie, you're a loser. You don't get to wear a crown for our first millennial. I am so proud of myself because nice I was job. not alive when you were alive. So this is great. Thank you. Nice job. <laughs> and then play Morgan's winning song because she did win. Here it is. Congratulations. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. As for another listener request, y'all wanted us to bring back the employee of the month, which is always crazy in studio. So we're not going to talk about that because it was crazy enough on its own. And we all had to share, um, you know, the our speeches we would have given if we won, which gets weird all in itself. I want to talk Hill. You recently just made your first big girl purchase. Well, I've made big girl purchases, but not this particular one before. Not okay. So let's let's break it down how big it is mm-hmm. and what this purchase is. I want to know. I bought a couch. The couch that you sent me a picture of. Yes. Okay. Describe the couch to people because I'm the only one that got the the it's photo. Cozy. <laughs> it's very cozy. It's like a deep couch. Like where you, like when you sit on it, your feet are not going to be touching the ground. Mm. Like it's that you type of a couch sucked into the couch. Yes, it's cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a a grayish color, gray, gray. beige. Oh, I have not heard grayish before. Really? Okay. okay. Well, there you go, grayish. Um, so yes, I bought this couch, and what is Funny, not funny, is I posted because I'm not good with making decisions, like, at all. Especially when it comes to big decisions with money. It's just a lot for me. And a couch is a very big It's a very big purchase. Very big purchase because I want to have this thing for a long time. It's a little bit of an investment. Um, So I posted on my Instagram the name of the place. And I was like, has anybody shopped here lately? Have y'all had good experiences? Morgan, I kid you not. 98% 98% of my DMs were like, run, don't buy from there. But guess what I decided to do? I decided to turn around and go buy from there. So I may or may not have a couch coming. Well, I okay. think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Let, let, so it's from Ashley Furniture, right? Yes. Wasn't sure if I could say that, but I mean, I, guess I bought not. my couch from there. You did? Uh, yes. It's also been six years yeah, now when while, I first moved okay. to Nashville. And it's still great quality. So we bought it in Wichita and they packed it up into our U-Haul. They did. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't touch it, right? It was just sitting in the back of the U-Haul. Nothing was on it. When we unpacked it in Nashville, it had a huge hole in the back of one of them. And they sent somebody out to come fix it. Like fix it yeah. and it looked 
brand new. I still have extra fabric in case anything happens. Hmm. So like I really didn't have a bad experience. I was super just unfortunate when they were moving it into the U-Haul what happened. Things happened. And they made it better. Like I didn't yes. pay for anything to fix it or whatever. Um, and that couch, I mean, I still have it in my house and I love it. Everybody so loves cozy. that couch. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that's where it was from. Mm-hmm. Well, my aunt texted me cause she saw my post and she was like, this was the place where I just bought my furniture like over the summer and it was great. And most people are telling me that they had issues with shipping. Well, mm. my guy told me it's in stock. Like it's coming. I could have it in two weeks, but I can't get it in two weeks cause it's just not going to fit with what I'm doing. So I'm going to get it in a month. So he said, no, it's in stock. Like you're getting it in a month because everybody's like, you're not going to see it for a year. Okay. So people aren't mad at Ashley. They're mad at what's happening, which is not anything, any brand or any, I guess, person or brand has it, has control over is the changes in what's happening with shipping. Like everything has been on it. Everything has, they, yes. And, but they said that the way customer service has handled it has been horrible. They said their customer service is really bad, which I'm wondering if that's like kind of a known thing within their company because the guy gave me his business card and was like, do not call customer service first. Like always call me first because I will get a handle on it for you. Well, and maybe too customer service is so over like so many people are trying to call in. There's so many things because because, everything's backed up. Yeah. There's all these people that have shipping issues with furniture going there. Yeah. And customer service is getting called all the time. And you maybe have a few people working because we've seen it like. Service industry in general is mm-hmm. not the way it used to be as far as people employed and mm-hmm. people wanting to work there. And so I could imagine you maybe have 50 people yeah. that are there for every thousand that's calling in. So it's probably not a good experience because those people probably aren't very happy and people are probably quitting. Right. On top of that. You're exactly right. And so then if the salesperson does it, it's like, okay, I can help this situation move along a lot better. Yes. So it sounds like you're going to have a good situation with this. I'm hoping I will. We'll see. And then people were like, oh, they're cheap. Like, I guess quality-wise, I'm like, hey, it wasn't cheap. But they were like, quality-wise, it's cheap. But I'm like, again, I, I do know people who have furniture from them, and I think it's great. And I even mm-hmm. like what I got. So I don't know. It just They must have just had bad experiences. I'm excited for my couch and people were freaking me out yesterday. I was like having such like I get really bad buyer's remorse anyways. Like after I bought my car, I had I had that. But I was like on another level of buyer's remorse after reading everybody's horror stories, but I was like, "You know what? I've gotten like good feedback from people I know. Like Gator, he even wrote me. He was like, "I got most all of our furniture from there. We've loved them. Have had great experiences." So we'll see. But yeah, you'll be able to come out and test the couch hopefully in a month if it's here. I mean, I think, I, you know what? I'm putting out that energy into the universe that's going to be here and everything's going to go great. It's going to be great. Yeah. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. I do think quality's great. I mean, like I said, my I love couch your has couch. been going strong for six years. No problems. Yeah, no problem at all. So I think you're fine. But I do, I do think we are in this, which is really hard to take with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. When you ask for advice about brands and different things that you're trying to buy – we are in a very like tumultuous time. It's very weird right as now. far as like goods and services go or mm-hmm. whatever. We're we're seeing things so differently than what it used to be three years ago. And I don't think we're giving that a grace period enough. Like we're still in this and this is still the repercussion of the pandemic and yeah. everything I know, you know, enough research, everything that's going on 
not here is going to impact us as well. So yes. like a little bit of grace goes a little bit of a long way if you can. That's how I feel. But I do understand that's also incredibly frustrating. Because so. it is your money and it's a lot mm-hmm. of money. So I do, I get And if you're without a couch sides. for a year, like, I get it. That's I know. What are we supposed to do? I was going to, mm-hmm. if I don't have one, I'm just going to blow up my air mattress and just put it in my living room. Um, <laughs> I mean, that can I mean, be a makeshift couch. It'd be like it happens. back in uh, the 90s when they had those blow up chairs that we'd sit in. Yes. Just Maybe buy one of, those. one of those. That yeah. would work well. Well, the guy did tell me, he said, you actually, he's like, I'm not just saying this is like a salesperson. I'm just warning you. He was like, you actually really did buy at a good time because prices are about to go up really yeah. high on Bad. furniture. Um, and I asked why. I was like very curious. And I'm assuming this is true. I don't know why he would tell me like something that wasn't. Um, he said that shipping containers like for all this is usually like $600. Well, then they went up to like $6,000 and now they're at like $25,000. So that's why it's going up because of all these shipping containers. I was like, that makes sense. I mean, that does make sense. It it does suck, though. Like, I get why suck. people are angry and, and mad and yeah frustrated, but it doesn't mean, like, hey, diss on a brand because the reality is, like, yeah, people still have to make money. People are still working those jobs, even mm-hmm. if they're not pretty right now. You're making me feel better about my purchase. Yeah. So thank you. I think it'll be great. And I think I'm it's going to be a really cool it. couch. Yeah. And I'm I excited to come cuddle on it. Did you get the TV stand at Ashley Furniture, too? Mm-hmm. Did I send you a picture of that one? No, I just got the couch. We were talking it's about a, the couch. Um, it's technically not a TV stand, but I'm making it a TV stand. It's like a buffet, like a dining buffet type thing. I love it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very proud of you for making these big girl purchases. I know, adult purchases. So It's happening. I'm just excited for Georgie, to my dog, to like jump up there and like get on her blanket and just like cuddle on the couch. Like She's just going to love it. Well, and because right now... And the whole reason this is happening is because your roommate's moving out. Yes. So, yes, I feel like I do need to give a backstory. My yeah. roommate's moving out right now, so she's taking her couch. <laughs> so some things you're having to purchase. For, yes. Yeah. So literally when I tell you she's taking – I mean, obviously it's all her stuff, so she has every right to. Um, she's taking the couch, dining room, table with all the chairs, the bar stools, the trash can. Like, they're just little things I keep thinking. I'm like – Oh, I'm not going to have that. I need to get that. And it's hard, too, because, like, when you're making those purchases right now, you're also thinking of, I'm going to keep this for a while. Exactly. I got to love it. I got to love the idea behind it. Can I add more to it when I do actually buy a Mm -hmm. house? And that's, like, smart financial thinking, right? You're not just buying for this moment. You're buying for years. for, like, years. And the Mm -hmm. cool thing about the couch I'm getting is it's all, like, separate like little chairs that kind of fit together and so I can grow it if I want to like I can buy an extra chair and like slide it in there and make my couch bigger if I ever move somewhere and I have a bigger house I can make it bigger I think that's perfect I'm so excited I really am excited about it um it's just when you get that that bill and you look at it it's like oh man but I'm (laughs) I'm really excited about it no you will and you'll stay excited about it like uh I when I bought my house and I made Two of my biggest purchases were the massive mirror I have in my Oh, it's so pretty. Yes. It's a monster, but it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, And then a um, bar cabinet, which every time people That's come over, they, they comment on it. And they're like, what is this? They were two the two biggest purchases in my house, which is kind of funny considering, like, you know, you got the couch and the bed and stuff. But 
I debated on both of buying both of those for over a year before I actually pulled mm-hmm. the trigger on buying them. So I do think like your anxiety that was associated with making this big purchase is also totally warranted. Yes. And I, I, cause I did have two of our friends, you're doing gymnastics. I had two of my friends come and test the couch out to sit on <laughs> it to make sure. And, um, I was like, you know, I've never like made a decision this quickly. And our friend was like, Hillary, you've been talking about this for the past two days. And I was like, two days is very quick for me. Like, that's it's not fair. long. But you also don't have a lot of time to figure exactly. this out either. You, I like, this is I need crunch something. Time. Right. So now I've got to um, figure out the other things. I think I did find a trash can at Costco that I'll go get. So I'm just, you know, trying to slowly replace things. Yeah. I will say, like, too, like, just the, the biggest things I learned when I was, like, decorating my house. People often ask for a lot of, like, tips as, like, a – first time homeowner or like a young homeowner because mm-hmm. it's hard like you're you're doing all this and you're like what am I doing and you're kind of experiencing some of that even though this isn't like buying a house you're going to be at this house by yourself right and so or get a roommate eventually I am but, looking for a roommate yes, I was going to say I'm not advertising this because I don't really need a bunch of dms of people who are like <laughs> strangers but yes I am looking for a roommate yes but but for a while you will be like yeah. and I will say one of the biggest things and that I'm really glad that I did my oldest sister gave me this piece of advice was you don't need to decorate everything right away she's like right. get your essentials that you need to live and live in the house because something that you think you may want may not actually be what you want when you're in there and you're like that's not the vibe of the space you feel it out and you see yeah. what you need or what's useful while also being really cool and that was such a helpful piece of advice for me because I really didn't get a lot of my decorations. I still, I'm also just not a big decoration person. I don't like putting a lot of things on my walls. I love it. <laughs> you love that I'm like that or you love decoration? No, I love decorating. Yes. I Well, I do too, but I'm very simplistic when it comes to yeah. decorations. If I put something on my wall, like, you know, I thought about that for a while before I put it up. It took you a long time to put up the pictures um, by your front door. Mm-hmm. A long time. Mm-hmm. But it was also because I don't I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. Like it was like I just needed to sit with that wall for like a year to be like, mm, I just don't know what will fit here or what will be too much. Right. So it was like in, in your to make your house a home is not going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen in a couple months. It's going to happen right. over the course of time. Takes a minute. And like there's still times where I'm decorating. I'm like, oh, this could be cool there. And then I think about it for a while. Like so the mirror, my my bar cabinet area, my um like my little nook I have in my bathroom, like so many pieces were added on so much later. Mm-hmm. I just really got the bare essentials, a bed, a bed frame. I had my couch from my apartment. I got a new TV stand. You're in your dining table. I bought the dining table. Mm-hmm. And that was really about it. Like I, I didn't, yeah. I had one of my rooms wasn't furnished. I had my old furniture from my apartment go into one of the spare bedrooms, like there wasn't a lot that I purchased beforehand. So much of it happened after. So, and, and big statement pieces are the ones you end up building stuff around. So like you'll yes. build stuff around your couch. The couch and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like those big purchases influence what the rest of your house is going to look the like. The smaller so. pieces, which I have some like decoration type things that I'm going to like bring down and decorate. Cause I, I love decorating. Like I really do. But yeah, I'm taking it very slow. I'm like, if this isn't a necessary purchase, like I'm not going to use it very often, then we're not worrying about it right now. Yes. Um, a couch I will use, a trash can I will use. I do want to get some bar stools. I'm not going to worry about a dining table right now. 
because that's not necessary. Like you can mm-hmm. eat at the bar. So yes, see, yeah. you're doing it in that fashion anyway. You just don't realize it. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's it's hard. You get really excited. You're like, you I want to buy all the things. When I walked in at home after I purchased my house, I was like, I want everything. Oh my gosh, I know. Especially in a store like that, you mm-hmm. just the time with Home Goods, you just walk in and you're like, all right, let's fill my buggy up and let's you know, Mm -hmm. go decorate the house. But if you want your house to have like a theme or an aesthetic, like Mm -hmm. it does take this like natural progression of planning Mm -hmm. that you don't realize you're doing, but you are doing it in your head. And I just wanted a very homey, simplistic like look. And I got that. I feel like you definitely did. That's Mm -hmm. how I want. I told my mom, I really want people to come to my house and not leave thinking wow that girl's couch was really uncomfortable like I want people to be like oh this is very comfy because I've been to people's houses before and the couch is fine like even this couch I'm sitting on I'm like it's fine but I really want like a comfortable hangout Mm -hmm. couch where my friends can come over we can have the tv on watching a movie or whatever just hanging out talking I just really want a, a homey space and I feel like too I was trying to figure out how I would describe my style And this word keeps popping up, but coastal, like, you know, like the driftwood color, like the gray, like Mm -hmm. wood type color and then the grays and like the tans and stuff. So you mean very pottery barn? (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) And I think, too, that reminds me of home, like Florida. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it homey, too, for me. So, yes, I just I love a homey space. Yes. Well, and and you and I both love hosting people and the couch is a center of that. A uh, couch and a kitchen are two center pieces of hosting. Mm-hmm. And so they're very important elements yes. for people like us. Then you have other people who just have it for, for the comfort, comfort, comf- comfort. I was trying to say comfy and then comfortable. Um, the comfort? comfy factor. Okay. Yeah. Because they don't like to host people. Right. Right. They just want it for themselves to watch movies or whatever. And I love that too. But I did want a couch that was comfortable, stylish, and also people love to sit on or sleep on if I end up having a huge sleepover at the house exactly. or whatever. Yeah, I, so. I want something people can take a nap on. And it's, like, deep enough to where it will, it's just going to be so cozy and I'm so excited. So fluffy. you got it. you got to fluffy. New- yes. It's the dupe for the – it's um the Restoration Hardware Cloud. It's a dupe for that. That's, love like, $10,000. That. We love a dupe, especially from love Restoration it. Hardware because that's where I got my mirror. And I yeah. ain't nobody touching that mirror. No, I she I don't even like to pretty, get near it. Pretty. I don't even like to look at myself in your mirror. I'm like, just don't even look at it, Hillary. <laughs> oh my god! No, listen, this is this is hilarious. My boyfriend loves to shadow box in that mirror because it's large. You can see your whole body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I swear, if one day you ever get close enough that something happens, can you imagine? I'm like, I don't it, like. I think I have entrance through Restoration Hardware, like. If something minor happens, but if like massive something happens, I don't know that anything, <laughs> you know, and I, this thing, it weighs like 300 pounds. It's freaking heavy. So like, I'm like, I don't actually think you can do damage at least as far as like it knocking over. But every time, every time he does it, I'm like, just don't do it in that mirror. It's just, it's not worth it. We can go get you a $20 mirror or something. Yeah. yeah. Let's, so let's do that. That's become a thing. I'm like, we, we got to figure this out. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm picturing all of this going down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Don't touch the mirror. One day he'll figure it out. Um, but for now, it's still, it's still the shadow boxing mirror. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's also the mirror I take all my outfit photos in and you can't even see the border because that's how huge it is. It's huge. So yeah, you can actually kind of get a peek at Morgan's like fantastic mirror on her Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's massive. I've tried taking a picture of it before and you just like, you can't, you yes. just can't. 
There's a, I think I have it on my house highlights on Instagram when I got like a boomerang of it or something. Yes, but, when you first got it. Mm-hmm, yeah, I was so excited. you need to go check out this mirror. Like, go right now to go look at. Morgan's it is my that Instagram. is the bougiest thing in my house. Like the weirdest bougiest thing to have, but it is the bougiest thing I have in my house. I would say yeah, that mm-hmm. or even your bar cart. Mm-hmm. Bar but I would bougie say too. yeah, but it doesn't but look like it. It amazing. just looks very um, yeah. classy. It's very wooden and classy it does. cabinet. The mirror's definitely bougie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all the crystals are what make it bougie. When I look, when I think something's bougie, it's like diamond out, crystallized out, or like yeah. just looks incredibly expensive. Well, don't you even have like a like a chandelier in your uh, yes, closet but too? But that cost me one hundred fifty bucks. Like, but it the looks wise, it does. It looks it very looks bougie. bougie. And I went out and bought the rug you had in there because I loved it. The it's so fluffy. soft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have a little fluffy, like, blush pink rug in there. Yeah. I was trying to emulate, like, a cool celebrity <laughs> closet. <laughs> Not that I have one. Um, but, yeah, that surprisingly, that chandelier cost, cost me, like, and I actually think I even got it on sale for, like, $125. Oh, But nice. it looks super bougie, which is cool. Yeah, your closet looks good. You did a great job. No, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you, though. Your big girl purchase, you're more coming for sure. Yes, my couch. With this phase of your life. I'm so excited. And speaking of phase in your life, we have a f- another segment to intro, and then yeah. we got something to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to try not to cry. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We, we'll, we can get through we'll it. Ch- we'll I believe chat. in us. We'll chat. Um, but here right now, you guys can talk about, well, not talk about, you can hear the employee of the month segment that went down and how it became down to two. And I'm still bitter. You know, I didn't even get chosen. It's fine. Nobody knows what I do half the time anyway, even though I work all the time. Nobody actually knows what I do. Um, exactly. Which is pretty funny. I think we um, all feel that way sometimes. Yes. Yes. Uh, so here it is. Employee of the month for February. Number three. Okay. Here's a voicemail we got from a listener last week uh, about the segment we're about to do. Morning, studio. I was just wondering if you were going to bring back the employee of the month. Um, thanks. Love the show. It is March 1st. I got on my team of Mike D and Scuba Steve. So they are not in the running for employee of the month. Because Steve's they? gotten it before. Yeah. Yeah. But are they voting? They're voting now? Oh. We just talked about it. I, I, I They lent me their ears. Okay. Uh, so I haven't fully decided, though. It's pretty close between a couple people. So employee of the month to win $40, the bet of their choice sometime over the next month when they want to do a segment and just have it. Who won employee of the month last month? Abby? Abby won last, last month. Last time. Abby, how did your life change after you were employee of the month? Probably in many ways, huh? I mean, it really is one of the biggest honors. Yeah, so. see? There you go. <laughs> did you guys create your speeches? Yes. We're ready. So, once I eliminate you, you then read your speech. Oh. Got it? This is the worst. Because you have to read a speech for something you didn't get. That's why it's funny. But it's you already awkward. wrote it, though. Okay. Yeah. Here's who's not employee of the month. Up first... Eddie. What? You're not employed. Already? Yeah, yeah. Gee, well, that was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. For you. <laughs> For me, yeah. Eddie, give us your speech uh, that you All were right. going to read if you were employee of the month. Let me act like I'm really excited about this. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. Thank you, guys. I would like to thank everyone here, especially Scuba Steve, because only he knows how hard I work. Oh, wow. <laughs> me and Scuba are here endless hours after the show is over, making sure everything's good for the show. I believe we have some great digital content, and I want to thank our listeners and everyone watching on Facebook right now. This is for you because I provided this content for you. That's what I do here, so thank you very much, and you all have a blessed day. Thank you so, so much. You don't really make the content. You just show it. 
Yeah, but you know, if it wasn't for me, they would it wouldn't get to them. You know what I mean? Uh, you did not. You win. posted up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not win. Yeah. Eddie's the first one eliminated for employee of the month. The second person that is not employee of the month. Ray. Ray would like to hear your speech if you would have been selected. Um, unlike Eddie's, mine will be real. I don't know what he was lying about there, but seriously, this is such an honor at my apartment, the <laughs> penthouse. Bay has always been complaining. She's like, we have two plaques here from ACMs and CMAs, and then we have one plaque here from CMAs. There's an imbalance. I need another plaque there so that there's two on each beam in the penthouse when we're overlooking the Cumberland River. I finally, baby, am bringing home that plaque to give us that balance we need in the penthouse. Ray, who runs our board and does the audio and vital member of the team, did not win. Uh, this is the Employee of the Month Beanie Baby that you'll win. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That could be worth a lot. Yeah, it could. It's a bear. The bears are expensive. You did very good this month. Is <laughs> that very Perfect. good? Perfect. Mm-hmm. The next person not Employee of the Month. Morgan. Dang. Sorry, yeah. Morgan. Dang, all the hard workers going out. <laughs> Morgan, your 30-second speech. Thank you so much, everyone, because without this team, I couldn't do what I do. And listen, I know I'm not the best at trivia, and sometimes I make a lot of people roll their eyes with my answers at things, but I've loved having the opportunity to make people smile and feel related to being the youngest one on the show. I try to make sure every day I walk in here with a smile and do the best job that I can do each day. I love all of you. Thank you. Bam. (laughs) Morgan is our head of digital. If there's something on social media. No, no, Eddie said he does all that. <laughs> I mean, I put it all up there, man. Okay. You, okay. He gets it to Morgan, and then she. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but Morgan me, does, wouldn't... like, lots of posting, lots yeah. of pictures. Okay. There are three people left. Amy, Lunchbox, Abby. <laughs> Abby gets it again. Oh, wow, Lunchbox is going to lose Lunchbox. his mind. He's going to lose like his mind. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. He will quit. Till just now. <laughs> You think he'll quit this job? Absolutely. He's gone. He might leave for a minute. I don't think he'll quit, quit, but like know, he Amy. might exit the room, which I've done that before. It's fine. Maybe sometimes enough is enough. You know what I mean? I know. The next person, the next person, the next person oh, who funny. is not employee of the month is Amy. Okay. My speech is well, there's no I in team. So first, I'd like to thank everyone on the show because you're each an asset to every segment, every show. Secondly, I'd like to thank my friends, stories, and my kids because that's basically my content. Lately. There you go. <laughs> thank but you. It's a good, it was really a good, you did a great, you had a great month. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you, you really did. Okay, we're down to two. Lunchbox and Abby, who won last month. Is it possible she could be employee of the month again? Wow. <laughs> Please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Do you, do you want really? me to just announce the winner, like the? Wait, but then. But then, okay. but then we'll make the first runner-up do their speech first. We just announced the winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. The winner of Employee of the Month. It's March first today, but the February Employee of the Month is Abby. No way. Oh, she repeated as champion. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but you have to. Thank you. Her song was a big part of it. She charted. The national anthem. She, she charted. Did chart. yeah, a lot of content. She revealed she had a boyfriend on the air. Oh, yeah, I did. She kind of <laughs> came up and then she did. So, Abby, again, and maybe it's that you're exceeding expectations. 
Oh, is that what it is? Maybe so. Oh. I think because you're not on the air all the time. You answer phones. So maybe it's because your on-air role is not expected to be very much. When you overperform, I think that's probably why the team voted you as employee of the month. Okay. Uh, but let's go it. to Lunchbox, who did oh. not win, who has his speech. Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. To all you haters that call and tell me my voice is annoying, that I, why is Lunchbox on the show? Not only am I on the show, I'm the employee of the month. So eat that crap for breakfast, eat that for lunch, crap. dinner, whenever you're listening to us in your ears, in your car, at your work, whatever. And ever since I worked at Randall's when I was 15 years old, the grocery store, I would be in that break room and they had a little plaque up there for employee of the month. I've dreamed about this for years, and it has finally come true. And I thought about singing this to you, but we've heard enough bad singing this month when we play <laughs> Abby's National Anthem over and over, so I just gave it to you nice and easy. Have a great day. Employee of the Month, out. <laughs> are, you, are you leaving? No, I'm not leaving. What are your thoughts, though? <laughs> I mean, it's rigged. They just want to make me mad. Here we go again. Just like we're going to play her song just to honor her employee of the month, just to rile me up a little bit more. You want to ruin my, I mean, listen, you ruined my February. Might as well start my march out in a bad mood. So here we go. I'm in a bad mood. I tried to keep it in. I tried to act like I didn't care. But here we are. It's been a whole minute. And I'm really upset because when it was announced, I just sat here quietly trying to act like, hey, you know, no sweat off my back. But guess what? It sweat off my back. What percentage of you thought when it was down to you and Abby that you were going to be Zero percent. No, you were going to be it. Zero percent. Oh, you knew. I knew. You I knew by it. the look in Bobby's eyes. Because you knew you didn't deserve it? No, no, because I could look in your eyes and I was like, oh, he's smiling too much. He, it, it came down to Abby and Amy, if I'm being honest, as the last two we were talking through. Um, we just thought we'd roll lunchbox up at the end. <laughs> Like, I, I saw it in his eyes. Like, I was like, he, he he won't look at me. That means he doesn't want to tell me that I lost. But that's not true. Sometimes I do the opposite. Yeah, but In a way, not- like Lunchbox, oh. let me, this is something that just popped into my head. I don't we- want to make this about Lunchbox. I know. Abby just won. Right. I know. And he, he tends to do that, but. <laughs> well, I didn't do anything. I did not do No, don't blame me for this. Go ahead. Amy, Amy go ahead. Said. Go ahead. Like, in a way, again, like you said, Abby's main role is not to be on the mic, mm-hmm. but. In the way Lunchbox reacts to her, he technically gives her, her more time. Oh, wow. Which yeah, so helps basically, her shine. I created the employee of the month, <laughs> is what you're saying. Without <laughs> no. me, she wouldn't be where she is, no, is what okay. you're saying, Amy, right? Abby. Right, Amy? She wouldn't have the material sure. without gonna, me. I'm going to let you do your speech, and then you can come and collect your $40 right here. And her, and her oh, very good bear. Right here at the And your bear. Oh, yay. Employee of the month bear. Very good. Okay. Okay, and here is our employee of the month, Abby, our phone screener. Okay, so I want to thank Bobby, everyone I work with, and all the listeners for their support. Um, and I especially want to thank Lunch- Lunchbox because you know Get you're my name right. you're singing for lost. Dummies book. <laughs> it's paying off. I've been reading it, and it's obviously paying off because my version's being played on different stations. <laughs> um, it's like really been the best month because it's been played on the, all the stations. I'm going to Strawberry Festival, um, and now I get Employee of the Month. So for the only repeat champion. Can, wow. I just say, can I just say she needs a speechwriter? Because when she had her 71 party or whatever number she was, 79. 71. It was bad. That was bad. Like, Bobby, help <laughs> her know, with her speeches. didn't say I was the best at giving speeches. <laughs> yeah, she's not an on-air person. I'm she just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, if we're going to have speeches, maybe she needs help. I mean, even the president has people that write his speeches for him. Even the president? No, like, the president for <laughs> yeah, sure. That's sure literally does. a job. Yeah. Want to um, help me, Lunchbox? You're so good. You want to help me? Speeches? I mean, I'll help you with speeches, singing. I mean, I'll get you all sorts of lessons. Okay, Abby, thank okay. you. You've been a great employee. You win the money and the bear, and you have, you've just done an excellent Yay. job. Well, thank you. Well, and there's Yay. your employee of the month, Abby. To everyone, though, it was a difficult decision. Everyone was in the running, really, except Eddie. 
Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks, Scuba. <laughs> I'll remember that. I hate that I like feel bad for winning. Yeah, it, like looking at Lunchbox, just his no, face. Don't let that get to me. That is our winner. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This one I can't play for you guys on the best bits, but it's definitely worth adding to here because Kane Brown just released a new song called Leave You Alone. And it's so good. He performed it on the show. We were able to share that performance with y'all. It's his first live performance of it. And as much as I would love to include it on here, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm just putting this in here as an intro to say right now, go to bobbybones.com and watch it. It's really great. Kane Brown totally slayed this performance in every way. And it's a great new song of his. Number two. That's the most pure I've ever heard uh, vocal. For, I mean, and you always come in and kill it. But that when you were singing that, I was like, God dang, man, that's the best I've ever heard Kane sing. That's well, awesome. Thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. And, then, I, yeah. and I mean that as a compliment. It's not like, hey, man, you suck every other time. No, like, you're you. always yeah, good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what are you, you said no, thing? especially considering, because I think, yeah, you were mentioning before we went on that he was nervous I'm, about singing in the morning. Dude, like, he, he had trouble sleeping last night because he was going to have to sing I'm this. I'm terrified morning. of singing. You should do all morning. your shows in the morning. Like, Hell tell no. your team, book all your shows. <laughs> that's how good you sound. The Morning Show's official YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Bobby Bones Show, and subscribe today. Bobby Bones. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming in hot at number one, it's rejected segments, but that's actually not what we're talking about at Mm -mm. here. Hillary, you have a very big announcement to share. I do, and I haven't announced it at all really anywhere, and I haven't even told, like, I told people who, like, need to know. Um, But I am leaving you leaving the show. I'm leaving the show. I'm going to a new job. Um, I just, it was a... Well, before you get into it, a little round of applause Thank you. for you. Thank you. Because you've worked for the show for so long. For like, I think it's been four and a half years now I've been with the show. Yes. Something and I'm like going to let you keep taking it away because I'm probably going to cry if I talk anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I felt like I needed a change in my life, like a major change. And this opportunity came up. And I went for it, and I'm I'm excited about it. Do you want to talk about the opportunity? Yeah, I can say what yes. it is. Tell us um, your new job. So I'm going to be working at a label in town called Broken Bow. They have like Jason Aldean, Dustin Lynch, um, Granger Smith, a bunch of really great artists over there. And um, yeah, I've never, um, I've only done radio. Literally my entire career has been with iHeart. I don't know anything different. And so it's crazy that... Um, I'm going to be going and doing something else. And I told Bobby, like me and him had a a chat right here where we're sitting at. um, And it was a great conversation. And then afterwards I was like, I'm going to go tell the studio. I'd been fine. Like I was good. I was like, you know, when I accepted the job, I was like happy about it. I hadn't cried or anything. I get into the studio and I just like say, I haven't like, I have to tell y'all something. And everybody just stares at me and I just start crying. (laughs) I'm like, and I hadn't even said what I was going to be doing yet. And they're probably like, what's wrong with her? So I had to tell everybody I was leaving. And yeah, it was hard. I was like, this is not, it's, it, I'm excited, obviously. But when you have spent most of your career doing something, it's just hard to leave. It is hard to leave. Regardless of anything, it's hard to leave. It's hard yeah. to leave something that's so 
comfortable and known. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what it is too. I was too, I want to challenge myself. Like I was too comfortable. Like I, I have been doing this job for four and a half years and I just, I want to, I want to try something new and I'm going to be 30 next year. And I kind of wanted to make 29 my year of, of big changes. And yeah, so that was kind of like one of the first things that I did. And we are so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. I know. You. I, know. I mean, because I'm still going to see you. You're still yeah, one of still my friends. best friends. Yeah. And we're still going to see each other outside of work. Yes. But it is going to be weird not having you around here. It's going to be very weird. And you I don't, don't have, have to wake up early anymore, which is great. Thank God. That's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> now, what are you doing at Broken Bow? So I'm going to be a project manager. Um, I'm going to be helping out with like artists' projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, like if they have an album coming out or a song, this is my understanding of my job I'm going to be taking. Um, I'm just making sure everybody's like staying on track. Like I'll be talking with managers and I'll be talking with, um, you know, other people from the label promotions, the radio team, just everybody making sure everybody's staying on track to make sure this album or whatever is getting out on time. Yes. So, and you're going to be so good at that because one I'm of excited. your jobs on the show for a very long time was to help with artists Yeah, when they came into the studio. Yes. So, so I, like, I know a bunch of people. Yeah. You would talk to the label to organize. Tell a little bit about what you were doing on that side of things here for the show. Yeah. I that kind of led into this love for doing it. I would book um, artists. So I would, I'm actually really close with all of our, we have label reps, um, which are people who we have a person at each label who I will reach out to if we need an artist or they reach out to us whenever, you know, somebody's coming out with an album or something that they need to promote. Um, so I just became very close with all of these people. And I thought, I kind of want to see what that side of it's like, because I know what our side is like. And I want to go see what that side is like and grow a little bit in that, um, that part of the industry because again, I'm I'm I mean I'm 29. I still have so much left, like career-wise. Yeah. I just want to experience so much more, and I want to grow and I want to learn more about this industry. So, I'm excited. It definitely. I had no idea what I wanted to do. It's not like I even went out searching. Oh, I want to be a project manager. Like the job came up, and I was like, I actually think I would like that. I think I'd be pretty good at it. And I've already got a couple artists who like want me to be their project manager. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Low Cash at CRS and. Because, okay, when I told everybody after the show, like, I was leaving and I'd been crying, Low Cash was here doing an interview with Amy. <laughs> and so they walked by me and I had went out to go get them. And so they knew I was okay. But then, like, a few minutes later, I'm crying. And I was like, it, it's, I hate crying in front of people. So I was embarrassed. So I saw them the next day at CRS and I went up to them and I was like, they saw me there, they gave me a hug. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was crying. And I said, I'm actually coming to y'all's label because they're on Broken Bow. Yes. And oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're on Broken Bow. And um, they're like, what are you going to be doing? And I said, project manager and all of this. They're like, well, whatever it is you're doing, we want to be your artist. Like we want, if you, I have a, like, I'll have a roster. They're like, we want to be one of those artists. Okay. So is there like multiple project managers? Man yes. Managers. So we'll have three. Okay. So and you'll split up the artists mm -hmm. on that label. Gotcha. So I'll get 10 artists. Wow, that's a lot of artists. At first, I'll be getting 15 because one of the girls is going on maternity leave. Oh, wow. I don't think I'm sharing too much, but I think I can share all this. I'm so used to like our show, like 
knowing what I can and can't share. And I know. So going this into is this new. job, this is new. I'm like, I'm allowed. To, I'm not spilling any secrets, so it's fine. Um, but yes, so I think I will have 15 at first. Wow. And then get down to 10. Okay. Is my understanding. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of artists. It is. And I. So would you be working like eight to five? Are you working from home? What does that look like? It is going to be a normal job. I've never had a normal hour I know. Job that's what I'm, in that's my what I'm wondering. I did ask somebody yesterday who um, is in the same position. I was like, what's the hours like? And um, he said that it was going to be, I think, nine to five. Okay. Dolly. Nine to five. Never, yes. I could never relate to that song because I've never now worked nine to Now you're about to relate to it. Yeah. So I'm going to relate to that. Um, it's going to be interesting with Georgie because – Usually I can go home after the show and mm-hmm. spend time with her and go take her out. And now it's not going to happen. Georgie's going to have to do a little growing up of her own now, too. She sure is. Which and is Hillary's dog, good. by the way, for anybody who's yes. new listening <laughs> to this. People are probably like, what is that? It's my dog. Um, but she's just so used to my schedule. And so mm-hmm. now she's going to have a new schedule. So that's going to be interesting. But I'm excited. It's definitely a new opportunity. Um, it's something I've never done before and never even thought about doing before um but I'm really excited the group over there like who I'm going to work with they're all really great I've known um quite a few of them for a while for years just through radio and um I'm excited I'm so excited for you but like it makes me sad to think this is the last time you'll be on my podcast I know I didn't even think of that thanks for telling you know what but (laughs) maybe if I have another podcast or something else then you're back and it'll be great I can kind of maybe we'll put um, that in the universe. Sneak my key card. Yes. Hold on to it. We'll we'll put that out in the universe. Yes. For those things. I'm still around. What about Okay, so what on the show? Wh- what are the things you're going to miss the most mm-hmm. and things you're going to mo- miss the least? Dun dun dun. We're just going to go ahead and say for the least waking up early. Yes. Um that is not fun. Also it's always cold here. Is yes. it cold in the classroom? Or is it just cold in the studio? No, I was freezing today. Okay. Like, I came in here to thaw out. Um, no, it was freezing. So yeah, the freezing cold temperatures. freezing in radio stations. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Apparently because of the equipment. Um, yeah, I'm not going to miss the cold. I'm not going to miss waking up super early. Um, that's going to be fantastic. Um, what am I going to miss the most? Honestly, probably just, like, y'all. Like, the, the daily like chatter like after the show like they're all out in the hallway right now talking if you can hear them in the background that's you mean happening. you're you're about to tell me that the thing you're gonna miss the most is the locker room talk that we have to put up with every day because it's mostly men I mean not really that <laughs> like there were some inappropriate things said earlier and I was like did we have to say that I'm not gonna just say who said it but it is it's locker room talk I'm sure every time you could guess um I don't know just like the you know just like you know how me and Lunchbox will, like, sit in the the green room and, like, chat? Yes. You know, things like that. Um, what else am I going to miss? I do love, like, um, getting to meet all the, um, like, labels and managers and stuff. I've created such a good relationship with a lot of them. Like, I saw one of them today, and I was like, I just want to let you know I'm leaving. And, like, I'm not going to really see him often anymore. Yeah. We all follow each other on Instagram, but just, like, those relationships that I have spent so much time building – and I'm just not going to see them see them as much. I think the cool thing for you on that aspect is that you'll end up seeing them at events or different things. Yeah. That the industry, as much as there are different labels and there's different 
sets of things all comes together very often. Yeah. Nashville is a very small town. It really is. As far as the music industry. So I do think you'll still see a lot of them. And you'll still get to work with St. Jude, which I know is a huge thing for you. You do so much work on our St. Jude Radiothon. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, No, honestly, that may be the thing I miss the most. It's definitely the thing. Whoops. It's definitely the thing that stresses me out the most. Um, Just because I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well with it because it does mean a lot to me. So that's why I say when it stresses me out the most, that's why. Because I put so much pressure on myself to make sure it's great. Um, yeah, I just, I'm going to miss doing that. I like, so I kind of created like the templates for things, like kind of how to do things. And so I had to turn, I turned those in to whoever is going to do it next. I mean, so basically Hillary helped us institute a lot of things at the mm-hmm. show as far as the back end that people may never know or see, but you should definitely know from this podcast because you did, you had yeah. a hand in a lot of things and it will live on. Yeah, it was weird, like, putting together, like, examples of everything I do and sending it. Because, like, even with Bobby's packet, like, I kind of created that format. Like, I, I created all of that. And the packet and, you're referring to is, like, all of the spots yes, and, and advertisements liners, he yes, does. That he has to do commercials and everything. Um, we like Arial font, 14, <laughs> size 14. Um, and then I figured out how, like, the word count, how many words it needs to be for, like, a 60, a 30, or a 15 um, I just, I kind of, I, I kind of created that little thing. So I'm, I'm proud of doing that. And yeah, the Radiothon, I'm still proud. I still hold the record for 2.5 million in 2019. Yeah, so I'm do. so proud of that because I think I'm so proud because that was the first year that I did it. And cause Morgan Massengill had just left. She was our EP and she left and they're like, Oh, we have to do the Radiothon. And I was like, uh, what does that mean? Like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, well, we kind of got to book artists. We have to get the show together. We've got to figure out like, you know, the text number, the phone number. I mean, so much goes on behind the scenes for a radiothon. Like it's insane. And um, yeah, I had literally no idea what I was doing, but I had so many people come up to me, even like the head people at St. Jude. And they're like, that's the best radiothon we've ever heard. And it just like, I think I went home and cried that day because I spent so much time doing it. And when they gave me that final number, they said, this is the most your show has ever made. And it was $2.5 million. I just, I could not believe that I did it. I was like, how did I pull this together? But it wasn't just me. Like, I mean, we have Ray who's piecing the show together. Mike, who's like running sound. You, you're doing all the digital stuff and creating all the graphics. Like, it's not just a one person job. It's a everybody has to to come together to do it. My job was just basically kind of making sure I was giving y'all the correct info to make sure y'all could do y'all's jobs. So <laughs> you that, were the organizing. You were the producer behind it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that kind of has become like my baby and like my my project, my special project. And yeah, I'll never forget that first year I did it and just knowing how how well we did and um it was great and then I got to go tour the hospital which was awesome and yeah that place just really holds a special place in my heart and I just love it so much and I'm excited I'm still going to be able to get to work with them the girl who's going to be my boss she I think she's on like the board or something or she did something very close with them so mm-hmm. well and country music is very involved with St. Yes. Jude so your artists will definitely be working with them for so sure 
I'm sure on some level that means you too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. To me, that's like what our jobs are all about. Like we're given a platform and I love to be able to do things for good. And I feel like that's what we do with that. Yes. For two days, we get to. As, as you said, as we should. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now I want to know. We're going to leave this on a high note mm-hmm. again because I'm, I'm sitting here like my body is waiting to I cry. Know, I know. I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm and keeping I'm it together. Surprised, but like it's there. It's just yeah. like sitting there. Um, I want to know your top five memories. You've been on the show for f- four years. Yes. Four years. I want to know the top five memories for you. There are quite a few, um, but five. Five. I would say. I think that's what you had. Did you have top ten or do you want to do top five? No, I had five. I did come up with five. All right, let's do your playing on my little list. Five. Um, I would say one that's definitely, um, you know, I'm going to save that one for last. We're going to go with this one because I just talked about it, the um, raising the record number 2.5 million for the Radiothon. That was yes. freaking huge. That was awesome. Um, number four, I had I lost a bet, which was our March Madness bet. Yes. Um, I remember this. I knew I was going to lose. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. And I had to go sing at the Starbucks close by to our office wearing underwear outside of my pants and sing I'm a little teapot and do, like, the actual motions. Yes. And that that video, that all of that is still up on BobbyBones.com if you would like to relive that. that. somewhere. Yes. It will never come down. Mm. Yay. (laughs) Um, That was definitely not my best moment in life. But you know what? It happened and that was a memory. You can look back on it now and it was a a fun memory. Yes. Um, I would say three. Oh, Bobby, he picked me for the Christmas gift exchange one year. And this was really sweet. Like, this was really awesome. Before, um, I was going to, I was just about to say before Christmas comes Thanksgiving. (laughs) At Thanksgiving, or was that like our show party or something? Um, Bobby had asked me if I went home for Thanksgiving, and I said, no, I couldn't afford it. Like, flights were $700 or something ridiculous like that. It was crazy. And I said I couldn't afford it. And so for the Christmas gift exchange, he gave me an entire box of cash, all cash, <laughs> so I could um, book a flight for Christmas. So I will never forget that. That was definitely one of the sweetest moments and, like, one of the sweetest things somebody did. Because, again, that was just like a, I thought, a passing conversation of him just asking, like, oh, what did you do for Thanksgiving? And I just made that comment. But mm-hmm. that stuck with him, and he remembered it, and he got that for me. So I thought that was very kind, and it was it was awesome. I'll never forget that. That was a really cool moment. I think you might have teared up a little bit too. When that I think happened. I did. There's also a video of that somewhere <laughs> out there. There's just videos of everything. Um, number two, I would say this is definitely one of the worst moments of my entire life when I crashed into the building. Oh yes. The crock pot. The crock pot. Or the coffee. Was it crock pot? It was a or coffee. coffee. It was a coffee. It was yeah. a coffee. Yes. Yes. It was a coffee. I went on a coffee run for everybody, and when I came back, the way our parking garage is set up, we're on a hill, which I hate our parking garage. It's one thing I'm not going to miss is the parking garage. It was up on a, like, you kind of go up on a hill, and I had them in my passenger seat floorboard, and uh, they were going to spill literally all over my car, so I bent down to grab them, and as I'm doing that, I thought my foot was on the brake, but it was on the gas, (laughs) and I floored it into the building, like... Oh, it was so bad. Corner of the building, you really didn't do... So bad. There's still a mark on the building. Yeah, I was going to say, but you didn't do much damage. Like, the building didn't have to be repaired. You left no. your mark, but, like, you left your mark more so on your own car. Yeah, it was It was not 
that was not a great How moment for me. How much damage was done on your car? I can't remember now. I don't know if I um, – I'm not going to say the total out of respect to Bobby, but Bobby paid for it because he felt bad. And I was like, it was my – like, it was my fault. But he was like, it happened at work, so I want to help you. He loaned me his Jeep for, like, a week while my car was being fixed, and he paid for the damage. But, yeah, it, like, it was – there's also, I think, a picture on the internet somewhere of that. It, <laughs> it definitely dented, like, the entire front corner. Mm-hmm. Um, the building has some scrapes on it still. So if you ever come by, you can go see that. Good old brick building. Yes. I think um, it was very interesting having to come in and tell everybody. I walked into the studio and I was like, I wrecked my car. (laughs) And Bobby and Mike's faces were the first two I saw. They were like, they couldn't believe it. Like their faces were hilarious. Like thinking back, it's funny now. Um, And I think Bobby was the one who was like, is your car okay? And Somebody else was like, is the building okay? And Amy was like, y'all, is she okay? She was like, are you okay? You literally just got into a wreck. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I promise. I was like shaken up. And I was like, my car though, because it spilled everywhere. Mm-hmm. So then I had to go get, like, I had to go get a carpet cleaner. I had to go do all kinds of things. And yeah. And then having to make the phone call to my parents. I, yeah, my mom's like, I mean, you're, as long as you're okay. You know, we're, you're, you know, you're good. I don't know why I still feel like I have, when I call my parents with bad news, Same. I just hate it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that happened and that was not, that was not a great moment. I still get made fun of for that. And that was your, your number two moment. That was a huge moment when it happened though. Yeah, that was, that was really bad. I just, I still cannot believe that was life that happened. literally happening on the show is what that was. And what's fantastic. <laughs> yes, it was. What's fantastic about all of that is none of us thought to tell our bosses. And so they had to hear about it on the radio. <laughs> and so then I'm getting calls from like HR and from our bosses to make sure I'm okay. Because like, if something happens, like while you're at work, we have to like do something about it. And, um, yeah, so that happened. And I don't think I've ever shared this. My mom's always told me, she said she didn't want me to share it whenever it first happened because she was like, it's just not the smartest thing to do. Did I ever tell you I got, I think I have an injury from it? Wait, really? Yeah. I don't what? know if I told you this. What's the injury? So I, um, like shortly after that happened, I cannot pinpoint it to that being what it is. But my doctor says it is. Like it, it very well could be. So shortly after that, I felt a lump in my chest and I went and got like a, um, a mammogram. Like I went and okay. got, I remember this whole lump in the chest situation. Have I not told I you did what not it was? I know <laughs> that it could possibly con- be connected to this. Yes. Oh yes. So I, and I went and did the whole thing of like, I got it all checked out, like scans and everything. And they're like, there is a mass. Um, we're going to, uh, keep an eye on it. And I said, okay. They just said, come back in six months. So I go back in six months and um, they're looking at it and they were like, okay, well, the mass is looking good, but there's also another spot. So what I was referring to, they were talking about something else that they had seen, which is, it was fine. Thankfully, they were like, you have a, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? It's my sternum. My sternum sticks out. Right here. It like it sticks out still. Is that where this no, the seatbelt would have been I think it's the steering wheel. I hit the steering wheel. Like when because I was when you went forward. When I went forward, I hit my steering wheel and I asked um the girl, my doctor, I said the only thing I can think of is right before I felt this, 
I did get into an accident and she said, yeah, you could have hit your steering wheel or you could have hit something and it could, that could have caused it. Okay. So question, do mm-hmm. you still have it? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. My this, sternum is always going to stick out. This is so interesting because I learned this with Remy, my dog. Oh God. <laughs> Remember when I took her into the vet, I thought she had a, she does have a mass. Yeah. And I was like, I'm worried this is cancerous, whatever. Mm-hmm. I found out from my vet that it's trauma related. Like she ran, she, her body, she ran into something and Remy is clumsy sometimes and runs into the table or the couch because she likes to lay under them. Yeah. And they're like, this is trauma related. And when trauma happens to your body or like a, and I say trauma, meaning like a force Mm -hmm. hits your body in a way that it's not used to these, it, it happens in pets and it happens in humans mm-hmm. same same way is that it literally just it's like these um I think she called them like fatty cells or something yeah and they literally like attract to that area and create a mass it's not anything bad it's just hmm. a mass and it's because your body went through a trauma that's so interesting to me so I've like never heard your that. body went through a trauma in that moment mm-hmm. it hit something very and it has to be like the most perfect spot yeah which it is does. really strange because it has to be this area that the, enough things are accumulating or whatever like she explained it so beautifully and I cannot but she said it happens in humans and in, in pets they're very similar mm-hmm. in how it happens it does. It's crazy. Like so, the, the human oh body is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Did you, do you want to feel it? No, I felt it before. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, you remember it? Yeah, it's because still there. Because we were very concerned right because when something's on your chest. As a female, for sure. I mean, yes. I know men can get breast cancer, too, but I was terrified. Like, I would cry, and I was like, oh, my gosh, something, like, it, it just, it was not great. What? And then, yeah, when I went back six months later, and they told me, I wish I could remember what the name of the stir, like, it's. Not protruding sternum. It's yeah. a, a prominent sternum. I think that's what it's called. And obviously you weren't born with that because this happened. I've never noticed it yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Like I just randomly noticed it. So very well could have happened before the accident, but I noticed it right after, like a month later. And when I asked the doctor, she said something like that could cause it. So it all ties back to me hitting the building. <laughs> so you so, did get a small injury from I this I have a incident. prominent sternum, and I will always oh remember God. the show. Every time I... You will never be able to officially leave I the show. I my always sternum. Yeah. Physically going to be a part of you. I don't think I've ever told anybody. Like, Bobby doesn't even know that. Nobody knows that. That's funny. I've always been nervous to tell because... So my mom was like, if something ever happened to you, and, like, you know, I did get into a bad accident, they could claim that as a pre-existing condition. Because mm. right now I'm fine. Like, it's no big deal. But since everything's recorded, you kind of have to be careful what you say. I get that. And it, um, it's been three years. So not I'm bad good. for you, though. I mean, yeah, it, it could be. Yes. But yeah, I yeah, I get it. I totally. Yeah. Understand. She was like, my mom's a court reporter. I don't know if I've ever shared that before. And so she hears all the things. So she was like, just be careful. Like what you say, you know, you just want to mm-hmm. be careful. Um, but yeah, I don't think I ever told anybody. So, yeah. Got an injury from you that You left wreck. it all out on the line before before you left. You're like, I here, sure did. mic drop. <laughs> yep, this is what happened to me, and I will live with it forever. I, it's never going to go away. And what was your number one, the St. Jude thing? Did you put it, you just said it then? No, that was, I, I put that, I was going to put that at two, but it, since we already mentioned, I put it at five. Okay. My number one was when Bobby called me to tell me I got the job. Because oh, yes. I remember I was upstairs in a studio, um, recording a show 
And I had my phone on silent because I'm in a studio and you typically turn your phone on silent. And I just happened to look down and I had, I just missed a call and it said Bobby's name on it. Like a caller ID popped up. And I was like, why is Bobby calling me? And I call him back and I was like, sorry, I was recording a show. And um, he was like, I just want to be the one to tell you, like, you got the job. I tried holding it together. He was like, I don't, I, we don't want to tell anybody yet because I want to let the people know who didn't get it. We haven't told them yet, but I wanted you, I wanted to be the one to call you and tell you you got it. So like, just keep it in for a few more weeks and all this. And I was like, can I tell my mom? And he's like, yes, you could tell your mom. So I was like, okay, um, I'm trying to get off the phone with him. Like before you freak out. Yeah. And so I was like, just don't, I, I don't want to cry on the phone with you. Like, just let's hang up now. Um, so I call my mom and she doesn't even hear, she just hears me crying. I just was like, was bawling. And all I said was, Bobby just called. (laughs) She's like, did you get the job? I was like, yes. And she starts crying. And what's funny is there's like this giant window. And so people can see me and they're probably like, why is she crying? But I couldn't tell anybody why I was crying. So I just was trying to like run out of there. So I just like left. I was like, I can't be here because people are going to wonder what's wrong with me. And I can't tell them what's wrong with me. And I can't lie. Like, it's just going to be so awkward. So it definitely created a a thing. But in this, I had the same reaction because I was part time at that time being a phone screener. And I had the same exact reaction when he called me to offer me full time because he really went to bat for me for that. Like he saw how hard I worked and he was like, I really want to. He created the position for me. I don't know. I think I'm allowed to share that. Um. He created this position for me. This position was not existing. It was, you know, to write his commercials and liners and the countdown and everything else I'm doing. Like, he created it specifically for me. And I will always be thankful for that. And I will never forget that. But I just get emotional when I get phone calls from Bobby. <laughs> they always end up in me crying. I mean, for happy fair, reasons. Though. Yeah, all, all good reasons, but also fair because it's a big deal. And you got a really a huge deal, big yeah. job that a lot of people wanted. So, yeah. And I've shared briefly before. I'm not going to drag. I mean, I'm sure we talked for like two hours now. But before I moved, like before I got the job, I had just moved to Nashville. And when I moved to Nashville, I didn't really have a job lined up. I was working a job that was like six hours a week. And then I was able to get something a little more. Um, and I was living on an air mattress in somebody's basement out of a suitcase because I didn't have a place to live yet. And then I had just found a place to live. And then I had right at that time, the Bobby position became available. And so I applied and then I ended up getting that job. So it was just crazy how everything lined up. Like, yes, it was awesome. I got this specific job because this was a dream come true. But there was so much more behind it that I was like, I think I could actually make it in this town. Like, because at first my parents were like, what's your backup? Like, how long are we giving this? You know, mm-hmm. we had just had that conversation. And then the Bobby show opened up and I applied and I got it. So there's just so much more to it. And that's why, like, I've, I've told Bobby before, like, whenever I put my, my two weeks in, I was like, I just appreciate everything you've done. And I mean it. Like, he's changed my life. Like, I wouldn't have been here for this long if I wouldn't have gotten that job I may have went back home um yeah so it was it was really awesome so that was definitely my favorite moment was just getting the call that I got the job and look at you now you're about to do an even bigger job and I I know like people are like going from the Bobby Bone show is hard right it's the dream job but I think this is just continuing on your dream. I think yes. the show was a part of your journey. And mm-hmm. now you're headed to something just as big and just as fun. And yeah. it just looks different to people who aren't 
in the industry. Yeah, people are like, why are you leaving? Like, they're so confused. And I'm like, I understand. I was like, but just for me personally, I want to I want to learn more and I want to grow more. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why. And you're like, so that's what great at artist relations. It's going to be mm-hmm. so cool to see you in this role that it's just excited. that. Like, it's really working with artists and I think you're going to cultivate and help them so well. So I'm, I know everybody's going to be excited to watch you. And I'm excited personally to see yeah. what you do because I know you're going to be awesome at it. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I like waited because I got the offer and I didn't tell you until like <laughs> the night before I was going to tell Bobby because I don't want you to have to hold on to that. Yeah. I had only known for like, I think a day. And um, well, I had to wait for the official offer. I got the official offer like hours before I told you because I was like, I don't want her to have to sit with that. Like, because I yeah. wanted to tell everybody and I didn't want you to feel like you had to hold a secret in. So, yeah, because I texted our email Bobby and I was like, hey, can I talk to you tomorrow? And there was one time I did that to him and he wrote Morgan Massengill and was like, what does she need to talk to me about? So I don't want to put that on anybody of I waited till after I emailed him. I waited like a little bit and then I sent you my text. You're the only person on the show, though. No. So. Well, yeah, but we're not we are best friends before the show anyway. So. Yeah, our friendship continues on, and you guys are still going to see Hillary in lots of my posts. So. Yep, because I'm I'm always around. She's not going anywhere. She's we met before the be, show. Yes, so people don't realize that we met before the show. That's so. what I said. We are friends before the show. We we're friends after the show. This was just yeah. part of our fun little friend journey. Was yes. getting to work together, which was really cool. Yeah, it was uh, fun. But I'm so proud of you For, as a friend, as a coworker, as everything. Thank you. It's going to be crazy. This is like my. My big announcement. I've never, I haven't announced it yet. So I know. This oh, man. It. Okay. Well, I will let you all listen to rejected segments. Hillary and I. <laughs> I forgot we were going into a segment. <laughs> I know. It, well, and it's funny because like rejected segments is number one, but this is also like number one personally. You know, it's just all weird, yeah. but we're going to make it flow. So y'all can hear yes. the rejected segments from the show this week. This is my rejected segment. I'm rejecting Hillary leaving me, but it's fine. I'm I've sorry. said it's fine a lot today. Yeah. I think that's a sign that I'm not fine. I don't really I know. I know. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yes. <laughs> well, we have plenty of dinners and lots of life to live yes, together still, sure. so I'm not worried about it. But congratulations. I'm so Thank happy you. for you. Y'all, make sure you congratulate Hillary. Follow her so you can keep up with her, all the things. I'll, I'll share that with you after this segment right here. Number one. Okay, it's time for a little behind-the-scenes segment called Rejected Segments. Oh. So these are segments that I said, nah, we probably shouldn't do that on the air. Lunchbox suggested a business, ASMR readings by Lunchbox. People will pay him money to scratch tickets, and in return, they get his ASMR audio. So <laughs> what ASMR is, it's like sounds, but really loud. Like they, they turn the, it's not loud in your ears, but it amplifies quiet things, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to relax you. You can pay a one-time fee for one recording, or you can do a monthly fee, and he actually did some audio. Oh, okay. Of this. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay, here you go. We're just gonna scratch a lottery ticket. Just, oh. yeah. just feel that. Oh my gosh. Feel that? He can make money. He's the good. The problem is he does it creepy. They don't make these like. Do you like that? Do you feel that? <laughs> it's it's just for the sound. But because he's whispering, he makes it creepy. Yeah, right. they never say they, that they, feels right. Like, How does that feel? <laughs> no, that's not what ASMR is. Right, but he's on the right track. 
Um, that's a rejected segment. Okay. Rejected segments. Oh. Eddie sent one in. Oh, boy. With the header, I feel like I'm cheating on my wife. Mm. And I read that and I was like, ooh, this is going to be juicy. Confession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is mostly about true crime shows. Yeah. I love true crime murder shows, and she doesn't. She can't stand the sight of them. So when she's not in the house or she's out running errands, I start watching these. And then when I feel her car pull up, I hear the noise, and I look out the window. She's here. And I start panicking, looking for the remote, and then I change the channel real quick. It and sounds feel- like that's what people do with dirty movies. Like parents <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Is it because she'll be mad you didn't watch it with her or that you're embarrassed to be watching them? No, I just know that she's going to be walking in any minute with the kids and I'm going to be like, I can't have like a dead body in a river or something on TV. And should you have been doing some housework or something? (laughs) Maybe I should have been working on the laundry as well. Rejected segments. Raymundo wanted to talk about how he's offered $40 at a party to do something. And he turned it down. Ray, what were people offering you money to do? Yeah, this one dude was all hammered, and he wanted to know, since he thought I was so light and I was a lot smaller than him, if he could put me on his shoulders, and he said in return he would pay me $40. So pick up the small guy. Yeah, and he wanted to take a picture and probably make fun of me on Insta or something like that. And I just, as a man, I was like, I just can't allow myself to do that, even if it is $40. Ray is 5'6"? Yes. Yeah. And so Ray didn't want to be laughed at Mm. for being small. Would you guys have allowed it for forty dollars? Yes. Me too. For me, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Forty bucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure. But also, we're not five six, so right. it's not a, it's not a source. I am. I'm five six. Yeah, but you're also <laughs> <laughs> rejected segments. Lunchbox just wanted to talk about. Let's all admit to things we're hiding from our significant other. And I thought I'm going to reject that because all of us are going to get in trouble <laughs> yeah. if we do this segment. Thank you. And it sounds interesting. But it's not worth the one bit to come home and she's like, oh, you've been hiding this? Was he? Did he give an example? Was he going to use himself? Well, his example wasn't himself. His example was a widow is shocked to discover her husband's secret hobby after and stash after death. And so... Uh, oh, I get that. Okay. Taxidermied so. critters. Mm. Oh. It wasn't that that was super interesting. He just wanted us to talk about secrets we're keeping. And I thought, you know what, for the... <laughs> For the health of the show, let's not do that. And our lives at home, we probably won't do that. Do you know they sell little taxidermy mice and they dress them up really cute in like Batman costumes what? and they're real. Yeah. And they put, yeah. They sell, I mean, they sell. Like every, on Etsy or something. Everything. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's a real, it was a really? real mouse and it's like dressed up to look all cute and you can order it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, listen, I grew up in a house with a lot of animals on the wall. I know. I have a Fish, dead buck, deer, buck or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But do you want a mouse? No, yeah. no, no. Probably no. came from a trap. I know. Yeah. I know. And then finally, here's our final rejected segment. Rejected segments. Oh. Eddie wanted to come on the air and do a whole segment about, about how Morgan needs to pay him and pay him now because he's mad. Love it. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this up. Go ahead. She's asking me to do these videos. I guess she's trying to get endorsements for certain products, and she's doing these personalized videos. And I know I've done it for Bobby, but it's not in my contract to help someone else make money. And so I've done two for her, and I've kind of hinted at the fact like, hey, we keep doing this. You're going to have to cut me in on some of this endorsement money. And she just laughs. (laughs) Whatever, Eddie. And I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, it's just kind of part of the job here. Uh, but, but but it's not, though. Yeah. But if Morgan's saying? making money, the company's making money, the show's making money. Then so. Eddie's making money. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yes, overall. Yeah. You get to keep your job because the oh. show's making money. How right. come you don't request money from Bobby? 
Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Bobby does it sometimes, and I'm like, hey, I'll let it slide. Did what you videos do you ever make for me? Rarely. It's lumped in in other stuff. You're the video guy. Yeah, no, I that's get it. Your and it's job. endorsements of the show. That's your job. I get it. Guys. You do get paid for doing that. It's from the company. I'm sure it's somewhere actually in your contract. Just saying, if the makeup company wants to cut me in a little bit on those videos, I'm okay. in. See, that's why we didn't do the segment because it's totally dumb. <laughs> well, I didn't get any. I know you've said, you've been killing it. No, they, we've which, actually used yours, Andy. which is why. Who knows? You could win Employee of the Month next month. Doubt it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it. Uh, so does. far, you're the front runner. All right, that is Rejected Segments. Thank you, everybody. Rejected Segments. Oh. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. All right, Hill. I've, I feel weird, and I'm, like, not ready to say this last bye because... This is weird. I don't like this. And you, you are on the... Sh- show for a few more days after this mm-hmm. podcast will air and ha- people listen to it. Your last official day is next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not exactly a goodbye, but it is a goodbye that I. this is the last time you'll get to be on Best Fits and yeah. that feels weird to me. I know. Like, oh. I, I don't like the feeling that I I'm know, getting I'm inside. I like, this is weird right now. <laughs> when you, like, point these things out, I'm like, oh. I know, but... We're gonna we're leaving it on a happy positive note because this is all good things. Yes. Tell the people where they can keep up with your life as you go through this new fun stage. I am still on Instagram, Hillary Two L's, Hillary Borden, and then Insta or Twitter is just Hillary Borden. You're still there. People can still hang out with you on social media. You're still gonna see her on all of mine, which is at Web Girl Morgan. And yeah. so she's not going anywhere. No. But make sure you reach out to get give her a huge. A virtual hug and congratulations because it's very exciting and very awesome. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Oh, I love you so much. I love you. If Thank I you keep doing this. Always being supportive. I mean, always. You always have my support of everything and I'm, I'm just very proud of you. Thank you, friend. I love you. I love you. I don't want to cry. So we're just going to leave. We're going to wrap it up. Yep. I'm okay. going to get something to eat now. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I love you. Love you. I love you all. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record Podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum, as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Andre 3000 and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Questlove and Team Supreme dive into the life of Will Smith and the Fresh Prince. Listen to Questlove Supreme on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. 